done wrestled with an alligator, tussled with a whale, handcuff lightning, throw thunder in jail. Listen up, scoot close to your host with the most Chris Smith as he boasts, we toast as we roast, any little problem and we'll fix it in post, playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me, Adney, your baby's dad and he, spitting comedy magically, it's cool when I ain't gonna bug wannabes, you're gonna be hit with a hook or turn your face to a tragedy, Steve B with the chemistry, dropping recipes and melodies, rest see especially, using dark humor as his weaponry, mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an entity, no empathy, just credibility, Discuss History, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily X Men. Kind of sucked, yeah. <laughs> it was still a good movie. I mean, come on, X Men. It's a little <laughs> shitty. Like, I laughed a lot. X Men wasn't the remedy, though. It just wasn't the remedy, guys. Welcome, welcome. This is Alcoholicast. We are your hosts. I am Chris Smith. To my right, I got Adney. And right across from me, I got this little. <laughs> Same joke as last I didn't knew I was gonna do that same <laughs> fucking joke. Alright. Oh man. I'm gonna give a shout out to um I was at work and then we released our new podcast like on Monday or whatever and then I got a notification and it was like bing new follower on SoundCloud and I was like, Oh, who is this? And I looked and it was Alexandra Fox. So shout out to Alexandra Fox five four two four. Shout out Fox. She sounds hot. <laughs> What's up? She looks, she looks kind of older. Hey, boxy What's... lady. <laughs> That's my shout out. Do you got a shout out? Um, uh, I got another shout out. I want to also okay. shout out to Kaylin Bianco. Bianco, yeah. She's from my hometown in Yerington, and I just found out that she's also a SoundCloud follower. So we're getting some stuff from SoundCloud as well. The champ is here! <laughs> The champ is here! The champ is here! Alright, Stevie, do yours. <laughs> Poor Shadow. <laughs> Kimbo, I'll rip. Rest in peace, Kimbo. Uh, shout out to fucking Oscar Isaac for, uh, I didn't even know it was him playing Apocalypse. It's pretty sweet. Did a pretty good job hiding himself because if I was well, like, they actually do Whoa. show Oscar Isaac in the actual movie. They do in the very beginning when he's switching his body. He's yeah. switching his body into Oscar Isaac, but you weren't paying attention. Oh no, I don't obviously. Pay <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay attention. What's your name, Chris? <laughs> That's the movie's fault for not keeping my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking twentieth century. Speaking of which, twentieth century Fox, you pieces of shit. <laughs> right, Fight get... me, twentieth century. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get right into it. We finally saw fucking X Men. Me. Um, just now, I did. <laughs> I fast forward through the dumb shit. Stevie crammed his homework assignment in right before fucking class. Like an started. idiot. That's why he's gonna fail this segment. Uh, <laughs> we can fail. This was on the exam, dude. <laughs> we can fail. All right. Uh, so let's. All right. Opening thoughts right away. I remember a uh, 15 minute mark. My thought was. Wow, Jennifer Lawrence is already annoying the shit out of me. She was so horrible. I wish that later in this movie someone would chug her out. <laughs> or I, like they would make a billboard. I wouldn't mind if Jennifer Lawrence just, you know, needs to chug her out. dropped off the cliff. It wouldn't bother me none. It needs just to be choked. Go away. Just go away. I hate you and, so much. And, I, and your body isn't even that hot when I saw your Your body is not picture. that tight. You ain't that tight. Your body ain't that and tight. Like, what's the thing is, like, uh, I explained on this podcast before why I hate her. As a person, and why I hate her as Mystique. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Did you hear the end of the last episode? That's your baby. 
Oh, yeah, I remember. And you were like, no, you're editing that out. Or I was like, I ain't editing that shit. <laughs> I kept it in. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And we just got a fucking picture of... <laughs> so, funny. so funny. Oh, my gosh. Our friend posts some of the worst nope. pictures. Ever. That. <laughs> hey, yeah, I said, a friend. A friend. That's all I'm saying. Posts the worst pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and so, I can't wait to put the air conditioner in that fucking window, dude. I yeah, did it this it's morning. pretty toasty in here. Did this. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll have the air conditioner then, and we'll turn it off when we start to record next week. Now it stays cold. It'll the whole house will be kept cold. That's tight. Anyways, yeah, I had to agree with you. I need like the first fucking fifteen minutes. It's just her already being like mopey and like, oh my god, I'm not Mystique. I'm this fucking Jennifer Lawrence. That's why. <laughs> yeah, like that's like I, a quick recap of why I hate her as Mystique is the fact that her arc in the first movie is. She looks like a blonde, fucking-haired white girl because she's ashamed of who she is as a mutant. And then throughout the movie... The movie. The through, movie. <laughs> <laughs> through, like, talking with uh, Eric Lynch or Magneto for a while, she learns to love herself and accept herself. At the end of the movie, she's like, oh, I'm going to be blue-skinned and have my crazy red hair because I'm proud of who I am now. I shouldn't have to hide, which is a line that's spoken by the original Mystique, Rebecca Romaine. Oh, the saying, best Mystique. God. Yeah, just From thinking about her gives me arguably the best X Men movie, X Men Two. <laughs> um, she's talking to Nightcrawler and everything, and says that. But um, they just ruin that arc. Oh, and in, in Days of Future Past, they ruin that arc by like her still being weird about being blue. And then in this movie, it was hammered home because we know behind the scenes, Jennifer Lawrence was complaining nonstop about the makeup, didn't want to wear the makeup, and they had to write her wearing... Fuck that. Recast her. I would have been like, hard. see ya. She should have died in this movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah by that show. Oh, by the way. By the way, uh, spoil- we're going to review this with spoilers. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. spoilers. So rewind it. And, spoilers. Uh, spoilers in the beginning. <laughs> so anyways... The spoilers. Whole- spoilers. She survives, <laughs> and it's horrible. I like, I, I like that. That's one complaint I have. No, but um, I think it's funny that Nightcrawler says that to her, right? You, you, you can mimic anybody. Is, is he the one that says yeah. that? Yeah, it's Nightcrawler. Okay, I thought it was like some the big Russian rush dude. I don't know. The way that you made it sounds like it was a bigger guy. Nightcrawler's like emo kid. It's because um, he has like a recipe for it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he says that so you, you can mimic anybody. Yeah, you can imitate anybody. Even which, their voice. Which is funny because they're older in that movie. But in this movie, he meets her and he realizes, or she does that immediately. She trans, you know, transforms into a dude, does his voice, and he goes... He was like, whoa, I looked at her. You could do that? Remember, she sends him away. Yeah. They went that way. And he waited 25 years later to be like, wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> this whole time, you were able to mimic people? <laughs> that joke's going to fly what, over everyone's head. That kind <laughs> of not con- the, two, the trilogies are not connected. <laughs> yeah. okay. They're not even. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> they are like. Oh, man. I'm just saying, if they try to connect them, I'm like. Alternate. Bottle, like, bottle, bottle. We, bottle. Should, we should point that out because a lot of people are like confused. Why? Because they don't pay attention they, to movies. No, because they watch the movies. <laughs> they watch it and they don't actually pay attention to like the actual what's going on in the movie. Just, hey, oh, look, explosion. special effects. Oh, uh, Wolverine's going crazy. Exactly. So we had the original trilogy of the X-Men movies and the third one was a fucking train wreck. So like, we got to reboot it. We don't want to do a hard reboot. So we're going to do first class and then hint at the other thing. Oh, guess what? It's it's it is, it does take place before the first trilogy, but it's an alternate timeline. So we're dealing with alternate timelines here. There's two different timelines. Back <laughs> to the future style. Oh. 
Anyways, the whole entire fucking plot of the movie or whatever is about Apocalypto and is about pretty That's much how he's going to take over the world. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Apocalypse and how he's going to take over the world. Apocalypse. He like switches bodies and he like does essentially what Chappie did and he switches <laughs> consciousness. <laughs> Chappie. That's where you draw the fucking Because he swaps consciousness. Chappie put his consciousness into a human body? Yeah, he puts his makers into a robot's body. You haven't seen Chappie? Oh, it's fucking tight. They like they you have can, the, the they, African they, right the African right now. Do a review of Chappie. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> white, white trash African rap group or whatever. I actually uh, thought uh, Chappie was actually a pretty good. Movie. It was tight. <laughs> Chappie is fucking tight. I like the guy who plays his voice. The guy who plays his voice is a good actor. Yeah. I like Chappie. That. He's the guy, <laughs> so he's the guy from Chappie. Chappie. Section. Wait, Chappie the car? No, Chappie. Is it Section Nine? You sleep now. You sleep now. What's that guy's? That guy that does know. voice. Section nine. What's the one with the aliens? Um, District nine. District nine. That's what. It's right. Called. You're all section eight. That's what <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to apocalypse. Yeah, they, what they found out or whatever. It's just swapping consciousness. So that's yeah. how the whole movie even starts. And you see apocalypse. Yeah. Getting this new body, and it's essentially like Wolverines, and it's like self regenerating. It's not yeah, Wolverine, they, they but it's like a self regenerating type of body. He's basically piling up powers. Bam. And, and so he's switching that. bodies or whatever, and then boom, it cuts to the X Men, and then we're playing well, X Men and well, all they, that good stuff. They cut the they cut the guy next to him. It's like, yes, this is the guy. You know, he, he obviously has rejuvenation powers. You don't need to keep switching consciousness anymore. This nigga never dies. And then and then it there's shows like a little well, the mini plan was Civil what he War. wanted to do. He was planning on like going to sleep. Or whatever, but he was sabotaged. Right. Or no, he wasn't planning on going to sleep. He was planning on just switching bodies inside that pyramid exactly. that he created with his mind, because he's powers. And he's wrong. all the all the fucking Egyptians he's fucking he's just sabotage they and like sabotage collapse the shit, shit on top Start of Start hammering things, and fucking hammering home and stuff, and then and then for thousands of years he was dormant under the ground. <clears throat> and then like Indiana Jones or some shit, this like. Excavation happened and now he's awake and that stupid scene where he's watching TV and he's like, I'm learning. I feel uh-huh. corny like, as yeah, fuck. Was super, there were so like many the fact on that happened the there, dialogue was It was almost like they were saying like be, because he was a terrorist and he's from the Middle East, like I feel like they were trying to make that connection. Like, here's a terrorist. I think <laughs> I think you want to see that. <laughs> Wait, this is Fox we're talking about. <laughs> I think. Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> Pretty sure Fox is like, how do we make a terrorist movie that everyone will watch? <laughs> and it's like, boom, a violence. This is what these terrorists want. Look what the Middle East. And they were this god. They refer to Magneto as a terrorist too, which is funny. But um, anyways, what I thought Nazi, was what, what, he's what a Jew. Like, so right away I was like, okay, so okay, they're going. Okay, so a little cartoonish and weird. Okay, so now he's walking around in his little robe, hiding, trying to hide his blue-ass face. Yeah. And he's like, and of course the typical almost gets hit by a car and he's confused about what a car is. And it's so like, He oh rubs the God. car too How sexually. How an original idea? No, there was oh, nothing original about And what bugged me is like, then he, then he <laughs> runs, he like, awesome. he's out in the world for a good five minutes and he sees Storm use her powers out in the open, super blatant. And she goes, <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't think there was any more like me in this whole fucking blah. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> this was such a, a lazy opening to a movie. It was such a she's leap, not dude, even yeah. she's not even Egyptian, but she's in Egypt. It's like you found the one the first mutant you find is actually one of the most powerful mutants in the world. Like he doesn't even have to look. Yeah, he basically he <laughs> accidentally stumbles upon three of the most powerful mutants in the world. Yeah. Angel isn't very powerful, so fuck him. Like at least that one actually made sense though. How he found Angel, 
Yeah, she was like, I know she, a guy. Yeah, because yeah. he goes to a place that's that's known for finding mutants, and through that agency, he finds the weakest of his horsemen. So that's a little silly. But uh, uh, speaking of the horsemen, yeah, he has Psylocke. like four fucking yeah, the four horsemen of four apocalypse. Horsemen of apocalypse. So he's All going the- around, and he's fucking getting his little army, and he winds up getting Olivia Munn as Psylocke. Which my biggest gripe with this movie, not enough Psylocke. <laughs> Olivia Munn's I can agree with you that. You could have solved so many of my problems with this movie <laughs> if we would have upped up her dialogue and her scenes. Well, I don't know, man. They were, cut they out were putting some shitty dialogue in there. Someone <laughs> called Brian Sanders? <laughs> Sanders? I don't know, Brian Smith? Brian Sanders, right? Brian, Brian Smith? Simpson? I don't know. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> What's his singer? Brian Singer, Adney. Give contact? Brian, okay. B-Ry. This makes me so upset because he did the last one and he also did the first two. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's done really good job. Yeah, those ones aren't that bad. Those Until now. Like the better ones, yeah. Like I, like, I do think that X-Men 2 is the best X-Men movie. Agreed. And he made that. It is the best. That was though. his baby, it's... and it was awesome. And he made Days of Future Past. Because the first one was made by a different person, correct? No, he made the first two. Oh, he made the, oh, okay, the original. I really enjoyed Days of Future Past. You know what's, what's crazy is the first X-Men made in, came out in 2000, still holds up. Damn. Yeah. It kinda does. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I I mean it does have it does have Halle Berry level acting in it. But besides <laughs> that, I, pretty I, I good think flick. I did see the first two in theaters. Actually, I I think we went to see the first two in theaters. This is a long time ago. I'm he did. A, he, sure had a, he did. He had a brilliant use of Rogue. The way he decided to go with Rogue on that. But we're getting off track. Anyways, in this movie, <laughs> like I said, like. Too much Jennifer, from the beginning. Jennifer Lawrence is seen as this hero figure. She's a hero. Every yeah. se- including Storm. So mutants, like she's when a Storm, hero. Storm's like, "Oh wow, you're a weird blue guy with the fucking hood, and you just murdered a bunch of people that were gonna murder me, apparently." So come, come, I'll feed you and things. And then the TV comes on, and he does that stupid learning thing where he's learning, learning, through the, learning. and it's like super cheesy. And then he's like, "Yeah, she's my hero," and you're like, "Why?" What exactly? Because she stopped Magneto. What exactly was that in the first one? Was that in the movie before? That was in the one before. Okay. I watched it and I was like, wait, I can't remember what she did to make, Mm -hmm. why is she here? Mm -hmm. I remember her getting shot in the leg. By, by Magneto. I remember that. Oh, Purple Heart right there, bro. She's a hero. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I don't see her as like this grand hero. I don't know why everyone's looking up to her. Like, I don't get it. Like, that's, why not, that's your why not Charles? The movie, Charles was We're there. We're not talking about Jennifer Lawrence as a person. That's what I think the problem is. Like, everyone loves Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> why? so much that they, had to, that they forced her to be the hero in this what movie. I think, that's what I, what I said. Like, 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 he's like, I don't know why people are looking up to this person. I'm like, whoa, we're talking about the movie, not Jennifer Lawrence. Because yeah, of that fact. I think that's the totally really the problem. Like, dude, what because the actress is so popular, they made the character this huge it. hero, which she didn't really deserve to be. I thought that was just fucking... It's Charles Xavier deserves to be the hero because he was there and he was the one who did a lot of work and now he runs a school and even though he's crippled, he runs a school and he's taking in all these kids and, he was, and it, like educating and them. And he's PC. He's he, the fucking hero. Exactly, and he's PC because he doesn't say school for retarded children. He says <laughs> school for gifted children. <sighs> what That's a, a nice guy. Super PC, bro. Super PC. <laughs> these kids are born retarded. Like, are you kidding me? You're different. You're retarded. <laughs> Those are my opinions. <laughs> and she's a horrible fucking leader. She doesn't know how to lead. Stupid. She doesn't even know how to act. I don't understand this this craze around Jennifer Lawrence. She was horrible in the fucking. She can't lead. She can't act. She, she shouldn't be a leader. Right? She was horrible on she Silver Linings Playbook. Awards, though. It's crazy. Like, 
That's why I don't I understand this love, and that's I think why it's I said all because she can't lead, she can't act. She's not a lead actress. It's all because simple of that. the that's fucking the fapping. It's all without all those celeb, fappening. the celeb lead. I think it's nudes. because before that, because like, that, she was like that an created advocate. sympathy. That created sympathy mm. for her and like beloved for her. But even before that, she was really well liked oh, by people. The money thing, that bullshit. That is no, 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 no. The leaked celebrity is the naked thing. The lead oh, celebrity. Okay. That's such they a call stupid name. Fappening. I know. That's I, didn't, I never. I didn't know what the fuck you meant. But okay. okay. I was like, what? I was trying to put shit together. Fucking <laughs> net nerds started calling jacking off fapping. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I know fat. Like <sighs> so dumb. But yes, that's we, just what it's called. Her body wasn't even that also, great. Can we talk about what fucking uh? God damn it. What's her name? Rebecca Romaine as Mystique. No, no. no. <laughs> Talking about the. Let's go back to the fappening for a minute. Okay. okay. All the other nudes I got leaked. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I <laughs> went and I looked at it all. That's why I'm saying, like, I hate Jennifer like, Lawrence so much that she's not hot to me, na- even yeah, naked. I know. Dude, I fuck seriously. her if she comes yeah, up to me. Maybe. For the story, yeah. I fucked Mystique, but still. But it's not. No, you fucked Jennifer Lawrence. Maybe it's still she, a story. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Are you kidding me? She said, Chris, no, dude, if, you, if you're about to fuck Mystique, what you do is you tell her to turn into Psylocke. Fuck that. Simple as that. Don't be stupid. Can you turn into the Rebecca Romain version of yourself? Exactly, yeah. Sock, and then you choke her while she's in bed with you. <laughs> I think Sonic would dig it. <laughs> I kind of do. She kind of looked like she dug it before Mystique changed back in a fucking... Like the actual Sonic kind of would... But anyways, getting off track again. Um, but anyways, also like, again. it's because of Jennifer Lawrence's down-to-earth, regular girl personality. Wow, that got like, like blew up the internet. Everyone fucked. She became a darling of fucking young kids. That's why she became so popular. She likes pizza. She's, she's, a, she's a positive she role model. She sweatpants on and she just watches TV like a normal person. Like that's She's trying so hard to be a normal, regular they person. They portray her. That's, that's how annoying. they portray her, dude. I don't and, understand. And the Hunger Games were horrible movies. Horrible. And she's not a good leader in those either. Nope. She's a pawn. She's a fucking. She does. She she's good with a bow. So they elect her. We're gonna use you as a basically a puppet as the symbol of a hero, but you're not actually a hero. Well, let's just say the writer of that movie. That's the same thing in this movie. It's the same fucking thing, and it's horrible. She did a horrible job. She didn't do anything really good. She didn't do any like really nothing. She didn't do anything of consequence. Everyone else was more useful than her in all these movies, and I really wish, I think it would have made such a, it would have had better impact if she died in this movie, not just because I hate her, but because if you would have actually had Apocalypse murder her, and that be the thing that really gets all the other X-Men to unite, because it shows, it made sense for, listen, Storm says that, oh, that's my hero, and yeah. then when he sees her being, or when she sees her being choked, she gets like, you know what, fuck Apocalypse, I'll fight against him. It's like, well, that's not really a good reason, but if she were to see Apocalypse brutally murder Mystique, like hero. that would make more Egg. of a sense of yeah, why yeah, sure. he would, why she would switch sides. I love it. Also, genius. like that would drive uh, Jean Grey Phoenix to really like understand the severity of like, oh, our leader just got murdered. That would make her more likely to unleash her Phoenix powers or instead of just having the fury. Yeah, and also <laughs> have Charles Xavier like that would see like that would for Charles to see Mystique die. That would be like Batman losing Robin. Right. That's. This is the like the my the person my favorite person basically like I, I cared for this person this was like a sister to me this was family I looked after her and uh, she kind of looked up to me a little bit and because I kind I failed her and she died so he would take that response he would take that guilt and he would hold that guilt with them and we can go into the next movie with him having all this guilt and him being conflicted about 
even having an X-Men team. At the end yeah, of this movie, exactly. he's so justified in having a superhero team. It's absolutely necessary, and he feels so good that he has a superhero team. He should feel more kind of, these are kids. He should be these are teenagers. Yeah. And I'm, he's like, you're training child soldiers, dude. You're <laughs> a monster. You are Charles Xavier, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> this is a third world country right <laughs> he is, he's, he's making child soldiers. He should feel a little more guilty about it, and we should feel a little more Conflict, like we're super conflicted about Magneto. I mean, we love him. We understand why he does what he does. But at the end of the day, he does do the wrong thing. And you're, and like you're kind of chicken shitting out with Charles Xavier. You could have done that. I thought that would have been more interesting if you would have done that. And it would have made more sense instead of having him go unleash your power to so fucking uh, Sansa Stark. <laughs> like she could have just like her on her own. Like you could have like seen Charles be devastated after Mystique died, and then. Fucking everyone, and then uh, then have fucking Jean unleash the phoenix, the phoenix thing inside of her. There's like well, so many other ways they could have went that would have made it great. I don't understand why they chose to like make the worst one fucking possible. Is it just because Jennifer yeah. Lawrence? Like, that's, which I don't get either. She has that much. She's pull? complaining so fucking much. Like, you get rid of her. She's only but she's only trouble on set. She's causing. She's complaining constantly. She costs so much fucking money. She's not the integral part of the movie. I don't know anyone who goes to this movie to see her. She's so forgettable. If anything, you go to see Michael Fassbender. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Dude, and Hugh Fassman. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Such Hugh, a good job. Of course, Hugh Jackman wasn't in this movie much. He had a quick scene, which was fan fucking tastic. It was great. I fucking love. I didn't that even scene. see. It. That's what oh, I yeah, skipped you, it you skipped it. Yeah. What happened? And Wait, can I? Can you? What happened? Okay, we'll so go, it's right? really awesome. It is. Uh, it's it's, it's the it's it shows the Weapon X program. Because uh, the way Wolverine got his powers was William Stryker. Yeah, yeah. Who's, injected him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know. So Stryker he erased his he erased his memory. Right? Didn't he already yeah. have healing power. Okay. That's the only way that he was going to be able to, to survive yes. the uh, the adamantium being bonded to. His bones, including his bone claws. And Stryker shows up at that movie. Um, He's right in every one of the fucking everyone, movies. Right too. after everyone blew up, that the the school blows up, and you see yeah, Quicksilver they, they save everybody. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Right after that, Stalker comes, and they take everyone. He's in the helicopter. Yeah, and he's the oh. one that's in the helicopter. And then, uh, like, uh, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and uh, Cyclops. Cyclops have to save him. Scott Summers. So they all go to Stryker's warehouse or whatever, and... We're it was uh, it. an We're... Alkali Lake, which was what happens in the second X-Men movie, the best one, um, which we got hints at it in that movie. We got little glimpses of what happened to him, and this we got to see, oh, like, and I thought that was really cool of they enter this building. They don't know that there's a, even a Weapon X program. They don't know that it exists. Yeah, they have no fucking idea. Um, and, but, like, Wolverine, of course, he has that crazy healing power, and so he survived, and, like, they basically try to brainwash him and use him as a weapon. He has yeah, like this. He has, like, this... Uh, Weird metal thing around like his on, over his head that's meant. It's almost like uh, if you were gonna do virtual reality, how they would put that helmet it's on. It's just you. like Chappie, how they use the swap oh. the consciousness. <laughs> yeah, it's like they put that on him and it has like these little things all over his waist Boom. that connects to Score it, two for so Chappie. that he can be used, so they can try and like control him like a fucking video game. Yeah. And uh, they want to unleash him because he's super animalistic. He also has like these animal-like tendencies and senses. He has animal senses and all that kind of stuff, and super strength, endurance, all that. And uh, they see like they see this container, and Gene can like feel the presence, and they can hear breathing, and oh, there's some kind of fucking animal in there. They really think it's an animal, and then like all the Strikers men start coming in. She's like, "It's not an animal. It's a man." <laughs> <laughs> and all her, and her, and her trying so hard she to hide tries, her accent. Dude, she, she tries, tries not to. I she can't tries hate to sound American. Sophie Turner. Sansa, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that yeah. British accent Sansa, almost Abby. came out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Sansa unleashes the Wolverine. <laughs> 
Well, she needs to do it on Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton needs to get Wolverine. Dude, seriously. So she unleashes him, and he just goes nuts into his berserker rage, which I thought they did a really good job with the berserker rage. Which is something it's in the comics. It's like Wolverine's a ferocious fighter, but when he gets to a certain level, he just goes insane and he fights wild. And there's like no real technique to it. It's just like this. He just goes full on animal. He just goes insane on people, and uh, that's what he did. He just he rips apart. Almost every soldier in the fucking base. They're like shooting him, and it's just—he's bulletproof at this fucking yeah. point. And he's just, yeah, and, he, and he's just kind of walking through it all, and they're just kind of like, oh shit. I really wish it was rated R because we would have oh, been able to fuck. see him like we, slash. We got to see some blood. There was some blood. I thought they you did were a say, good job. I wish it was rated R because we didn't see his dick. See, <laughs> <laughs> Jackman can get it. <laughs> Jesus. But it was, I thought it was really cool. That's animadium dick. It's animadium. It was cool. It's like Wolverine. Has always been in love with Jean Grey, and they show that in all the movies. Oh yeah, and then the and at the very end, like he's kind of like he's kind of snapped out of it, and he's about to escape, and like they kind of run into him, like right when he's about to leave the actual building, and like him and Jean share like this look, and like she's just kind of like like, kind of freaked out and kind of scared, but also kind of fascinated by him. And he's just kind of she's she's intrigued. I think she wants. He's the bad boy. Yeah. Everyone likes the bad Yeah, boy. she's yeah. like, fuck, I got this fucking square cyclops. Is he hella buff? How does you how does you jack me look? Oh, he looks he's fucking amazing. He's huge, he's huge jacked. <laughs> he's huge jacked, man. Dude, he looks he P-E-D out. Man. Yeah, he's jacked on some and he And he has a moment of like, it's, all, it's, like a, it's a very Hulk moment of seeing the beautiful girl and then calming down. Mm-hmm. And, he, and they freeze and then he just runs off into the woods and fucks well, off. Well, wait. He, she actually takes off the the, oh, yeah, yeah. the the little contraption helmet or whatever thing. the helmet that he had and like he was like Ugh, Ugh. And she's like oh he no caveman's up dude and she just like, drops it and he's like Ugh. that's so funny to me Ugh. hey man how jacked is you jacking man <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that was all just that was actually a, a scene that they did great with I mean I'm not gonna lie all of the action scenes were shot beautifully and mm-hmm. like the choreography and yeah. everything in him is really fucking fantastic but the plot fell on its I gotta say face. really I gotta <laughs> say cause we talked about uh, Scott Summers Cyclops I thought this movie had uh, it showed Scott Summers having the most personality yeah that we've ever seen in any other X-Men movie but it was a douchey personality and the actual romance between him and Gene felt so forced yeah it was, it was so rushed yeah. like I thought like okay so the first time they see each other um, he's he fucking just, bumps into her. Yeah, eyes are bandages. He bumps into her, <laughs> and of course she like you know catches all her papers with her powers, and then she reads his mind, and he's kind of a dick about why you read my mind, bruh? Scott, and, nothing much to read, bruh. <laughs> 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 it's such a like childish thing. He's like whatever, and then he actually sees. She's like, wow, she's incredibly gorgeous. She's like, oh, that's the fucking chick you brought a dick to, and he's like, oh, I thought he was gonna go up and actually say hi. I'm sorry about earlier. Like I just. And like actually try to open up to her, and we might actually get like a a tender moment. But he went up to her and was a dick, like automatic, like what's up, like fucking yeah, like they're oh, scared of me. Everyone's still. super scared of me because I'm Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> I got super laser eyes. I don't know if you ever heard of Superman, but I'm kind of like that. She's like, no, they're scared of me, little boy. <laughs> She's scared like, of she's me, like a bro. foot taller than him too. Oh, she can. Get it! Yeah. When her hair is down. Sansa, when her hair is Sansa down. Sansa Grey can get it. Sansa can get it. When her hair is up like that, that tight ponytail is so unattractive. She looked, I just, Unless Olivia Munn did it. When Olivia Munn had her hair back, she still looked good. Yeah, Only I one hate, that could pull it off I hate in the movie. hair pull back. So eventually. Mind. I fucking hate hair pull back. So I'm pulling your hair back. That's eventually, it. <laughs> they get them. You know, they get them. They save them from 
Strikers X team or what? What is it called? Strikers Alkali Lake, the uh, Weapon X program. Weapon X program. So Sophia or Sansa. Sophia Vergara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that's an X man. Yeah, Sansa and the three of them or whatever they go and they save Jennifer Lawrence and the rest of the crew and then they get into a fucking ship or whatever or a plane and they're like, okay, now let's go save Charles because Charles is in danger because at this point Charles has gotten taken by Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, there's always somebody else being kidnapped in this movie. And Apocalypse has his four horsemen. Well, one of the four horsemen happens to be, of course, Magneto, because what you see earlier in the film... Yeah, let's like, do Magneto's storyline real quick. Let's go to Magneto. nailed dude, Magneto's storyline. Story, so I loved fucking well. Story. Because I feel like in the, last... the main point of the movie. I feel dude, like I really... Like, yeah, he was the he was main the backbone. Yeah. Oh, he was he the was, backbone. Like, he held, yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't... Kind of he like, wasn't... Like, I feel like, they, like we said earlier... They tried to make Jennifer Lawrence the main character, but he stole the show, man. Yeah, he, he was the backbone the of the. Without Magneto, this movie would have fell on its face oh, so it's, fucking it would have hard. Been so shit. He's the like. I have one complaint about anything related to Magneto, and that's when his family gets killed. Like one arrow goes through his daughter and his wife. When I first saw, it, I was like, "Okay, so his daughter's dead. So did I. How are they gonna kill his so did wife? I. Oh wait, his wife is dead too. That's stupid. Yeah, I was like, eh, weak. Eh, and I feel like that's a metal tip, and he probably could have been like, Bing. no, I feel like it was wood. No, it was all wooden tip. You're they would have been smart enough to not use metal, but at the same Maybe, time, but there was a necklace that he could have been like, and had the necklace come off of the fucking thing and wrap around. You know what the they should have done? <laughs> you know what they should have done was. Because it turns out that his his daughter has powers and she has like all the animals. That was so fucking. That was like it shows her with all these deer and you're like, wait, does she have powers? She can like talk to animals and then it comes into actual play. That's a Chekhov's gun. Well done, Brian. <laughs> Where like the animals are attacking all the soldiers and I, what I thought was gonna happen, which I think would have been better, is like them saying, oh, they're attacking us and the soldiers being so scared and so panicked of being killed that they actively try to kill the girl and her family and Magneto. Mm. Like, they actually attack him instead, instead of, of like, at one, the one, ja- there's always one, in every movie, there's always one jackass archer <laughs> who can't hold on to the fucking string. They even did it in Lord of the Rings. Dude, dude. it's like, not even a compound bow. Those, you, it's not gonna that happen. That thing had 15 <laughs> pounds of fucking bow on you. At most. <laughs> it's not hey, that hard. I took an archery class in 8th grade. I'll say, I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> pretty sure I know. Actually, okay. <laughs> no, but like she loose it and it goes through his little daughter into his wife. Like his wife would have survived that. Yeah, there's no fucking way it's going. That little girl is enough of a bulletproof vest to protect against. Well, I mean, now if you had a real fucking like a that was a hawk arrow oh, that, that we have nowadays, yeah, they, they're fucking. But dude, like Hawkeye arrow would have gone through both of them, turned around, came back, and hit Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> But that oh that was stupid. It would have been really compelling if they act because like they are the angry villagers with their fucking torches and pitchforks. That's what they're supposed to represent. We're going after the Frankenstein monster, which is Magneto. Like, we're scared of you. We're, that's what the whole point behind the mutants and the humans is: is we're afraid of what you're capable of. You're so we're going to attack you to prevent you from ever hurting us. I mean, us. it's just Even like in today's day and age, the transgender people. You know, it's, they're powerful. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's such that it's like so that would have been a perfect microcosm of we're afraid. You showed your powers here. Plus, we know what you're capable of before. You lifted an entire stadium and you controlled the Sentinels and almost killed everyone in the world. Almost. But, like, so. <laughs> yeah, because he's badass. Because he's the <laughs> So, it would have made sense if they got scared and they, just, they fire and they started attacking the family and the family died. And since they're not metal arrows, Magnino wasn't able to save his family. So, so now he's also feeling super guilty, plus against the angry villagers. So then he just rips them all apart the necklace even more brutally. I think that would have made more sense for the character, would have been more emotional for the character, and it wouldn't have been that goofy take-you-out-of-the-moment movie part of the movie. And uh, But other than that, 
Michael Fassbender is the best part of these movies now. Yeah, dude, uh, Hugh Jackman is still super charismatic, and in Days of Future Past, he was fucking incredible. But Michael Fassbender still steals the show. It rides so and dies perfect. with him. It really does. Like as the fucking Holocaust, they took like, him to I Auschwitz. Just, I can relate to <laughs> yeah, everything. Like, yeah, that that's was fucking nuts. Man. How like my thought process processes, and that's why Magneto is my favorite fucking hero because or superhero. Yeah, you like, can say that superhero. Um, because it's so relatable for me because I act on impulse like that. So what happens? His whole entire family gets murdered right in front of his face. Oh, well, there happens to be a necklace. He fucking kills the entire fucking such 11 a throw, people. Such a badass scene. I like that. You know, and he's yeah, not even always, looking at him. It's always a good reason. He always gets mad for a good reason. It's just if he goes a little too far. But what was he doing? Like what was he doing in the first place? He was living by everyone else's means. He was doing what you're supposed to do. The guy even said it, too. And he still gets fucked over. And he was like, I, was like, I lived like that. Them. Like, I was trying, I played like that. You know, I, I tried the, to play your game, chief said and it didn't him. work. Remember, he's like, you're a good worker, you're a good neighbor, you're a good fucking, all that stuff. Like, we really like you, but you're a terrorist, so yeah. we kind of got to do this. Yeah. And oh, you yeah, lied, the, the you leader of the lynch mob said And that. then he asks, he's like, he talks to the other guy, he's like, I, I ate dinner at your house. And he's like, you fucking bad. He you lied. Super, you he lied at super, my table kind of thing. He was yeah. super racist about it, which yeah. which was awesome. Like, <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It's it's a super incredible prejudice, and it was, like, visceral in that scene. And, like, the fact that Magneto, as soon as he – like, he couldn't help but save that dude's life. So you could see the good in him right away. Is He risked his, like – he, oh, he didn't yeah. think about. He didn't the think. whole reason why the lynch mob fucking came was because a day earlier or whatever he, he was working. He was anything. just working, and then a fucking major shit happens, and like because they're working in an iron. Oh, well, well, actually, the like, earthquake happened because of a, a tanker of lava almost <laughs> fell onto yeah. a guy. A, a tanker of lava. A apocalypse yeah, exactly. whole thing caused an earthquake to happen. Okay, this affects everybody at once. And it affected Magneto. It had a connection to everybody, which, yeah, was all a the little, other people. Which is a little. They could have just made it a regular accident. Yeah, they could have just. But yeah, so this whole thing of fucking metals falling on him, and Magneto's like, "Oh, what? I'm just gonna hold that up real fast and let like." You his first impulse away. is to protect a human being. Yeah, exactly. like that shows a good guy. Like protect a human being. Oh wait, now I'm at risk. Puts it back, and then, and then he, like, he just looks around. Looks around. He looks around. I'm like, did they see me? Did they, fuck, they saw me. Then he rushes home. And it home. didn't seem like Bring anybody. To leave. Yeah, he did too. But from my perspective as a viewer, it didn't seem like anybody was gonna say shit. It kind of seemed like Everyone oh was shit, looking they away. might. No, he did yeah. save it. He did save it. Ah, they might be accepting, and that's where I was. But he knew immediately. He's like, nah, bitch, we gotta fuck. He's like, yeah, there's oh. a chance. There's a chance. That nobody saw, but there's also a chance they did, yep, and yep. it's not worth it. And the so risk. they kill his family, and he fucking kills them all, and then boom, who fucking shows? I love that when he goes, cause they, they, cause they, they get one fuck. You get one fuck in these movies, mm-hmm. and they use it really well every time. Uh, first class, we got to hear Wolverine say "fuck off." It's great, <laughs> best line of the movie. Days of Future Past, we got to see Charles look at Wolverine in the eye and say, "Let me repeat what you told me once." Fuck off! <laughs> and then in this movie we get Apocalypse just like Magneto's about to kill an entire factory worth of people, and then Apocalypse shows up with a couple of fucking horsemen, and then a Ma- fucking Michael Fassbender turn and delivers that line, Grace. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then Apocalypse just says, "Let me, I got, I'll do it for you. Here, give me a second. All dead. Okay. He's like, <laughs> which, which the, I don't think, stop uh, me from Apocalypse killing Apocalypse could have fucking killed everybody on Earth by doing that. Just like loosened all the soil. Now everyone's stuck and and, and loosen up everything. He can put everybody in the ground. He's a little new. He, he His creates powers quicksand. Are... He creates quicksand. 
So just yeah. quicksand everybody. He can alter. The fuck, it's he easy. Can, he can alter matter. That's the Wait, thing you're is, trying to say he has like an all-around presence? I'm confused. Hold on. It's like he. I feel like his he power He's so not omnipotent, but like he, he could, could. If he, he wanted could, to, the whole entire crust of the earth, he could turn it into quicksand. Maybe. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's. How I don't his know, but like, if, like he definitely is powerful enough to kill every human on his own. He doesn't even need followers. What? I just feel like he really. Like that, but it is makes sense because he wants what he really wants more than anything is to kill off the weak so the strong can survive. He's all about Darwinism. Yeah. It's survival of the fittest, and that's what he really tries to go for. But he's so powerful, and like they do the Gandalf thing with him of one minute he's all powerful, one minute it's like not. Yeah. And it's like his powers are really kind of it's a fucking crapshoot. And he, sh- I don't think he should have died at the end. I don't think even with uh, the. F- even being Phoenix, well, I don't is, think Phoenix the is thing still that powerful I to enough talk to kill about Was how much they butchered the fucking villain, even though they did a great job with Michael fucking Fassbender and Magneto, and we had a whole roller coaster of emotions, and you're you're fucking with him the whole time. You you understand why he's doing what he's doing, and then you understand that oh he's coming back to the good side, and you want him to, and it's like yeah, like everything is coming full circle in this one arc, and every single other fucking story arc fucking falls fucking flat. And it was so disappointing for me because unlike Adney, I was like Team X Men, and I watched all the X Men movies, and he was like Team Marvel, you know. That's before not, this podcast, I like all, I like all the movies. So <laughs> I'm never sad. Never said I fuck X Men. Super bummed just, that, that like, yeah, they're yeah. dangerous. I don't want to say that. <laughs> Every, all the, the other arcs just I felt just that. didn't do the same thing, and I mean that's okay. They don't need to do the same thing, but I want a, a full arc. Like when when something's not complete, or when there's a bunch of holes within the arc, that's what fucking frustrates me. And I think with Apocalypse, there were so many fucking holes that I was like, okay, well, like if he's almighty and powerful, why the fuck is he having Magneto do everything right now? Like so maybe he, he can, was really just like so maybe he can control he's everyone. Like the that's laziest like trying to fucking come guy or something. Like it just it didn't it, his it didn't make any sense. If he's all power and all knowing, he's raw. It he does, literally says he's raw. It like, does from like Egypt way back in the fucking day. You know like, the reason why though the reason why he has followers in the first place is because. He, because he picks the powerful. He's like, okay, so he wants the powerful to survive. He wants to force mutants to evolve even further and get even stronger. Like I said, survival of the fittest. So he knows that Magneto is one of the most powerful mutants in the world. So he's like, well, you get to live. I'll make you one of my followers so we can kill everyone else. And then when that's all done, we can rebuild. Me and the most powerful of the ones who survive. And, of course, he picked those four because he saw the strength in them. And I thought it was really cool. Like, even though Angel isn't particularly powerful, uh, it just has wings. Really, hey, metal wings, bro. That because shit was of Apocalypse. so tight. That yeah, was right? such which a cool I really scene, liked. Dude. Was like, <laughs> and that that's that's something that happens in the in the comics too. Is like Apocalypse gives him metal wings, but uh, I thought that was really cool because he's injured. He no longer can fly, and he's drinking himself like to death. It's just super miserable about him. They find him, and here he has like this figure who goes, "I will give you your wings back and more." So of course you're gonna fall. So that relationship made a lot of sense. Why Angel would go? Oh, you're the man. Yep, you're yeah, the fucking man. Yeah, you you are me. my god because of what you gave me. And I thought that was actually really cool. The storm thing, like I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna boost your powers, and I, that's why you're following me. That's the only reason why she followed him is because he boosted her powers and gave her a cool outfit. Same thing and with maybe Psylocke. Maybe because she saved. He saved his life. You know, at the very beginning. You know. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, it could be. A, I mean, maybe I that, that was is that does factor in it, but it just still know? seemed she still like if she wanted to, she could have used hollow. her powers. She could have used her powers to kill those guys. 
even though she wasn't like as powerful as she was at the end of the movie, she still had her fucking powers. Yeah, I feel like eventually she would have figured it out. Because like, he didn't do anything with Magneto. He was like, here, player, I'm going to tell you what you need to do because for some reason you're slipping. So here's some knowledge for you. But he didn't that actually... Makes sense. Like... The Magneto connection doesn't make sense because Magneto went right back into hating all of humanity. And he's like, humanity did so many horrible things to me and my people. Fuck it if this all-powerful guy is all about getting rid of them. That's what I want too, and I tried it before, kind of, and it didn't work. But now that I got this more powerful guy, is gonna make my me more powerful, and also give me a better outfit. Let's do this. <laughs> he did give some tight ass outfit. Uh, Real quick, I really, I did really like. Except we've said a bunch of things that we really liked about this movie. Um, I did really like Olivia Munn is fucking perfect as Psylocke. I think Damn. she really needs to come back and put just use more of her the way they used the way they realized how cool Mystique was in the originals and use more of her. Just don't recast and. Get rid of Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Talking about uh, Jennifer Lawrence and how much we hate her and all that good stuff or whatever. Well, I hate her. Maybe not we as a podcast, well, but just I it. just, I don't like her as Mystique so and all the whole that. But the whole thing with this, the whole, there was a whole thing. There was, there a, whole was a thing. Like a thing happened, right? Like in pop culture. Like while I was living under my rock, something happened I heard. In pop culture, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris doesn't have internet access yeah. under his rock. <laughs> Still not in internet access? Not in his rock, no. Uh, oh, not in his rock. Nope, <laughs> not, not under this He's rock, Patrick no. Starr from Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, no, there's a whole controversy surrounding the movie. The, uh, nobody was talking about the movie. They were all taken off the fucking course with this whole Jennifer Lawrence being choked out because she pretended to be uh, Cycl- Psylocke. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. There was a billboard <laughs> in LA, a huge billboard. And on the billboard, all you can see is uh, Mystique being uh, the hero of the film being choked out by Apocalypse, the uh, villain of the film. Supposed hero, but instead of seeing uh, the hero, the most like highest paid actor on the fucking like, Actress. like the 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 the, the, the quote unquote main no, 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 hero. No, no. With all these gender wars and everything we're having right now, if you don't identify her as an actress, I'm gonna have well, a actress fucking is more problem. sexist. Actress is more sexist. No, 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 actor no. Is what because she there's no, because a you're pay inequality. You're yeah, separating. and there's a pay inequality. Because I'm a female, and so now you're gonna lump me with an actor? No, 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 no. That's what that's your no, 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 no. It's like saying I'm an actress. Chefess. I'm an actress. I'm an actress. She's a chef. No, She's no, not no. a chef. I'm an no, actress. you're an actor. That's what your career. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys. You're, you're draining me, dude. <laughs> She's a boxer ass. <laughs> Anyways, it's not. It's it's a that's a a you, job. Instead of instead, I hate like, everybody. <laughs> they've been shoving uh, Jennifer Lawrence's version of Mystique down our throats. Since first class, trying to shove her into her. Like, this is the main character. This is the main hero. This is the main hero. Everyone follows her. She's the best. She's number one. It's like, all right, well, now we're going to try and display to you how dangerous Apocalypse is. And we're going to have him choking your main character, your beloved character. Showing you that he's so much more powerful that he doesn't even really concern her as a threat. Um, But instead of seeing that, uh, a couple of people, Rose McGowan. Uh-huh. Allegedly, uh, uh, this is violent. By she's a listener. You are promoting <laughs> violence against women. This is what it is. You're promoting a man hurting a woman, and that's disgusting and it's distasteful. This it's is stupid. Sexist. Someone shut her up. You're promoting <laughs> rape culture and violence against women culture. It needs to be taken down. It's like Fox. 20th Century Fox is the reason that guy got six months. You're the one being <laughs> sexist years. because you're looking at it 
as a man and a woman, a man hurting a woman instead of a villain hurting a hero. That's the way it was it was made. Like the people making this are so not sexist that when they looked at when they were making this billboard, they didn't look at it as two genders. They saw two <laughs> characters, a good they guy two and a bad guy. That's all they saw was <laughs> a good guy and a bad guy. That's the only way they saw it. They were so not sexist. They didn't see two sexes. But this fucking bitch, this fucking person who hasn't, you know, done anything with her career. Rose McGowan. <laughs> gets all mad and is all just like, oh my God, it's a man hurting a woman. And it, was just, it was so ridiculous. Oh my God, to everyone at home, you watched that movie. And by the end, if you don't want to choke out Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> then you didn't watch the movie. Like, you're, you ain't a fan of the... It unless you want to choke so, out Jennifer It's Lawrence. like... There was something that... Uh, they're not a couple. Just because they're both blue doesn't mean they're a couple, Rose McGowan. <laughs> She's so racist. She saw two blue these people. Smurfs oh, are, oh, they're a couple. He's and he's choking her out because she burned his you steak. You put these fucking Smurfs on a billboard and they're choking each other out. That's <laughs> so fucking stupid. That's Domestic a, violence against Smurfs. It's such a... It Avatar 2. such a fucking non-issue. Avatar 2 choking up the... It's just... It's like... So um, stupid. When you take something out of context, it can make anything seem crazy. I was listening to a fucking podcast earlier today, and you said something along the lines of like... Man, I cannot remember exactly what the fucking phrase that I was wanted to pull up. Yeah, but uh, I'll just make one up. Let's say... Uh, I fuck dudes in the act. No, that then it's no, like, I'll keep no, 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 no. Jim like, Jeffries. I'm Jim Jeffries did it like, on his stand-up. He basically says he gives a whole he gives a whole bit about him being. God. Whenever you God take something out of context, God being a worst, context, yeah, being like, a worst you can person make out of anybody look like a piece That's of shit. That's what I'm saying. He does a whole bit or about. Or you can make God, any situation seem like what you're portraying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can know? put any scene. You can you can use that to your By advantage. By being vague enough and breaking it down enough, you can make anything seem bad. To exactly. give to give the listeners at home, Jim Jeffries is a bit about playing God, and in that bit, he says, "I hate faggots." And he's saying it as God. And he even says, watch, I'm going to be taken to the news. And someone's going to go, why do you hate homosexuals? I don't, I don't hate homosexuals. And he was like, oh, well, you don't understand. I was God at the time. <laughs> God, God hates like, oh, yeah, we got, a, we got a video clip right here. Here's you. This is Jim Jeffries talking to an audience. Maggots. I hate faggots. <laughs> he's like, see, you clearly hate homosexuals. <laughs> no, I was doing a bit. I was, I was God at the time. <laughs> and God hates homosexuals. <laughs> That's a perfect example of what you if you you take something like that out of context, like the, that whole billboard, you're not seeing the full picture. You, don't, you haven't even, the movie hasn't even came out yet. Seriously. Then you're fucking sitting there. And it's you're clear. Like, it's only because she's a woman. It's only because she's a woman. Yeah, that's what X-Men's all about. It's about uh, these couples. she's not because she could change herself into anything. So she, does she She's the dick? most non-binary person in the world. Yeah. If anything, everybody should so, no, love her. That, like this, these. But we know she sucks. Like, listen, this is the, re this is one of the many reasons why X-Men was the most popular comic in the world for a very long time and still remains one of the most best-selling comics ever. These characters are so beloved because of the equality inherent in it. Not just about race, but also sex. X-Men has consistently brought comic book readers and the movie watchers strong female characters who are more powerful or just as powerful as the male characters, and they're just as smart, they have just as much agency. That's what this does, and like this billboard... Like, in the movie displays, like, it's not the women are weaker than the men. Everyone is seen as, you're an adversary. You're not a woman, so I'm not going to go easy on you. No, you're an adversary, and that's why we're fighting. And the billboard is just, they were in that zone of everything's equal. Do the bad guy and the good guy. And, mm -hmm. like, they, and this, like, you broke it down to, like, the actor. And you basically admit, you, you sat there and saw, I see Oscar Isaac choking Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> why are they celebrating this? Why is it say spectacular oh, on this Oscar thing? Oscar Isaac. Can sing and play guitar very well, which you've seen in Inside Lou Davis. He's allowed to choke out Jennifer Lawrence, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like him more. 
if I, if I had to that choose, point of view is only shared you, by Stevie. Who's choking out who? Jennifer Lawrence choking out? No, I would much rather have Oscar Isaac choke out Jennifer Lawrence. That's besides the point. All right, question. Do you get a dude who's going to tweet out something like that, uh, someone whose career is like Rose McGowan, if you switch the genders and it's a girl and the girl happens to be the badass villain and she's choking, let's say, Wolverine or something like that? Do you get near as much Wolverine outrage? Wolverine's gotten his ass beat by a lot of women, too, yeah. which is funny. He lets it, though. He likes so it. So do you get near as much outrage? Do you get celebrities no, uh, on Twitter being like, I can't believe No. Here's no, why. No. Well, well like, well, come on. To be Women, fair, a weaker quote unquote, because they no, we know they're. No, to be fair, to be fair. Women have been objectified and seen as weaker in movies for fucking decades. They very rarely get to be the hero. So it's basically the pendulum swing. All I'm so it's pendulum swing going back the other way. All I'm saying is they're going too far. This is a case of the pendulum swinging way too far to one side. This is not something to complain about at all. And like, if, if it was switched, women. if you if it was switched, if it was um, like if it was Psylocke fucking choking out Beast or something like that, there wouldn't be, there'd be a million get, dudes jacking you'd off. You'd probably to get it. a couple. No, that's, that's, that's animal abuse. <laughs> you would get. <laughs> Peter was flip. <laughs> Peter is losing their fucking minds over this movie. He's right? an endangered species, and you're choking. <laughs> There, no, there's still there would be a group of like the douchey guys online who are like, yeah, but fucking, it wouldn't have gotten any attention. There wouldn't have been know. any male celebrity. I don't think maybe Donald Trump. Men in his it might be Trump. No, like, I can assure you, it wouldn't have been <laughs> as chug, big a thing. She's choking him out. We know it's because she people be choking him out <laughs> because people wouldn't take it seriously because it's like, well, yeah, well. Yeah. Well, you, that's normal. You've been, you've been beating women in movies forever. Like, give us a I guess next time. I guess next time they'll just they'll just fucking have a poster I will say of her, this. Just her. Just her. I will just say there. this. Just if do you, a billboard or just her. If you there look you at the history. That's what they want anyways. If you look at the history of fucking cinema, you obviously can see that women have gotten a lot better, like a lot more equal throughout cinema. Look at the Bechtel test, for instance. The Bechtel test is the test of if there are two females in a scene together, are they talking about a man? There's only a certain amount of movies that break the Bechtel test, but it's getting better with time. Frozen is one of them. But there are these movies that come out where they portray women. Look at Game of Thrones, the highest rated TV series of all time. It gives, it has the most strong females. The fucking most. Got some badass bitches. (laughs) Also, we got like... Yeah, like Ghostbusters coming out, so that's gonna be cool. It's an all female cast, so that's like a, that's another, like another stepping stone of look. We're getting more closer to like an equality in movies. And Dan Aykroyd saw it and he said he fucking loved it. And if you don't know, Dan Aykroyd wrote that movie with um, oh, God, I can't remember Blue, his name either. Blue Brother, uh, Blues Brothers. I fucking love Blues Brothers movies. I can't um, but um, uh, anyways, like I think like I think what would have made a better billboard and would have ignored all controversy. Well, most controversy is if you had Apocalypse choking out Charles Xavier with his wheelchair on the floor. <laughs> then that, that would have been pretty sweet, right? Yeah. Because that's brutal. And it's like, oh my God, you're beating up a man in a wheelchair. Wait, let's, <laughs> wait, let's, do, the, let's do the South Park thing of all the colors holding hands while they're hanging. You're he holds up a man and a woman at the same time choking them. No one could say shit to that. He's treating them as equals, okay? <laughs> but you gotta put them in a little higher in the air. <laughs> you know, so people can know, like, mentally that men are above women. But um, let's just continue moving. <laughs> uh, that's a great. Uh, South Park's so amazing. So. Please, Besides that, I was really. I was stoked Jeez. to see Jean Grey use uh, the Phoenix powers. Me I too. thought that was really cool to see that. It was like 
Check it out. And I'm glad X-Men that I didn't fans. have to wait three fucking movies yeah. to fucking figure it, for her to figure it out. You and know? They, they built up, they, they actually, they did a really good job of building up to it quickly. Of, they like, did a good everyone's job. Everyone's afraid of her powers with, yeah. when she sleeps. She has these job. nightmares. Her powers are, under, are out of control. And finally it's like, all right, let it go. And I uh, got to see that. So we're going to get a Dark Phoenix movie. Maybe the next one. Who knows? Who knows? That's what they call her, Dark Phoenix? Yeah, because she, yeah, she goes cause crazy, Yeah, because she goes, because it's like, it's like this weird power that <laughs> overcomes her. And she basically becomes a totally different person. And she just becomes the bad guy. And they all have to fight her. But it's not just fighting her. It's we're fighting somebody we love. Especially Scott. Wait, wait. Wolverine. I have a question. I have a question. Because I haven't read the comic or anything. Whose side is Magneto on during this whole thing? Tell me it's the Dark Phoenix. I think he ends up fighting against her. Of course. Because she's just too destructive. Because he's always with uh, she he's always fuck, with she fucking fuck Charles. That much shit up. Like she he's with Charles. She no, she's like the one. She's, she's vastly the one. more powerful than any other mutant on the planet. She'll oh, she'll be like, shit. oh oh Hulk, here you go Hulk. Hulk <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and I thought uh, so Sophie <laughs> Sophie Turner may not be the greatest actress, but. I thought she did a good job as Jean Grey. Agreed. But being unsure of herself, she's really good at she's that. She's really good at being, she's really good at being <laughs> unsure of herself. So true. Speaking of which, <laughs> got talk. Wiener, wiener, wiener. Wiener, 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 wiener. The first thing, um, we've actually not talked about what's been going on at King's Landing. We've like not um, not because we hate it or anything. It's just because we fight I hate other storylines. <laughs> we fuck with other storylines. I stand corrected. We fuck with other storylines. We thought the other ones were more important since we're kind of like not because that to involves the Starks, and that's more important than the Lannisters. It is. It's Tyrells. Because I hate important. the Lannisters. I just want the Starks to win. So Margie Tyrell can get fuck <laughs> everyone in the reach. Margie Tyrell and the, the Starks and the fucking Queen of Thorns. She can get it too. <laughs> Queen of Thorns can get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this was a pretty big episode. I mean, there wasn't a lot of like Dude, this action. It was amazing to me. But I, loved I was mind fucked the entire time. I, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Loved this episode. I don't care what anybody any complaints. I thought it was. I think it's episode two of my favorite. Two, my second favorite episode of this entire series. Of the eight episodes that you've watched of the entire series. <laughs> I'm saying no. He watched nine because he watched I the said, Red Wedding. I said of this season. I said of this season. This is my second favorite episode of this season. All right. All right. That's cool. Um, I'll, I'll go back and watch, yeah, watch the Hard shows. Home, homie. I'll go back and watch, watch Hard Home. Watch Hard Home, homie. But, okay, so what we got, I thought was really cool of, uh, so you got Cersei um, kind of just fucking losing it. We're about to see the mountain, fucking zombie mountain, really let loose on the Faith Militant. Um, that's going to be fun. Cersei's trying to finally strum up that partnership with Olena, the Lena, the Queen of Thorns. Yeah, like, hell of that. Like, okay, I know I was a we dick, We love dude. our children, bro. <laughs> but we gotta do this together. Like, oh, now you wanna be a team player? And I love what Olena said to her. Oh, like, yeah. Remember that little smirk you gave me when they fucking took both of my yeah. grandchildren into a dungeon? I'll never forget that smirk. And, like, that was, like, so intense. And then she tells her right there, she goes... The, tr- the the greatest joy I'm getting out of all of this is to see you suffer. Like, that's basically the one what she says. thing. I'm obviously <laughs> paraphrasing, but she basically says yeah. that to seriously. That was really good. Like, the back and forth between Lady Olena and Cersei is getting really interesting. We know something crazy is about to happen. They've been, they tried that stupid thing, like, let's fight against the faith militant. We're all going to bring our army and Jamie, like a badass, rode a horse up some stairs. That was so gangster. Ooh, I love such that. A ball. That such so a baller move. <laughs> but the High Septum always Several steps ahead. 
was like, he's oh, the no. best player at the game. Dude, he, and yes. he's fucking schooling Jesus. I mean, two he's a genius. the ones that we genius. thought were the best. He's the playing the game better than anyone. better is Littlefinger and Varys. Varys. Yeah, he's highly the, the, that intelligent. Could, like, they're all in that well, same I love that. He's like, playing the public to his advantage, which is so That's the best good, key, because I guess the thing is, he's using their disgust against them. They all like are disgusted by the poor. He's like, well, that's what I'm going to use against you. Yeah. That's so brilliant. That's strategy. And he fucking, <laughs> because that's he, strategy. He, he's supposed to be this Jesus sort of character. This they portray him in that way. No like, way, dude. He dresses in rags. He's a no. fucking snake listen, No, he fullest. is. Jesus Not was even a snake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at, oh my God, we just discovered the Bible. The snake that gets... The this snake that gets Adam and Eve kicked out is really Jesus. He foreshadows his own birth. And <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Well, it was supposed to be Satan, and Satan was kind of God's son, and that's kind of oh my kind of part of God too. <laughs> he was basically a demigod. Jesus is also a demigod. He's kind of God, and he's kind of not. He's kind of not, but he's his father. mom was a virgin who was raped. <laughs> she gives birth to him, but then she prays to him. Like, this is such this is like super weird. Like the New Testament is just um like. Greek mythology fan fiction. Like, that's all it fucking is. <laughs> Greek mythology <laughs> That's so fiction. fucking stupid. So oh my god, like, you're making so many people so bad. <laughs> We're supposed to be doing God talk. What are you doing? <laughs> not, not God talk. Okay? <laughs> god talk. <laughs> but, yes, I feel like the high priest is, or the high sparrow, whatever they want to call him, uh, he has many names. The man of many names. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many names over many lifetimes. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> <I'm Tommy> Ra. <laughs> Krishna. <laughs> Yahweh. Orders. Set. Buddha. Say set. 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 No, hey. set. Oh. set is I, I, said, I know who set is. Yeah, I thought he said yeah, set. That's so funny. Anyways, uh, back to the... But yes, he's, he's the Jesus what's, character. He's poor. He portrays himself like... In, uh, he did, wears sandals. He's all this. He connects with his barefoot and oh, he so well. Uh, and He's barefoot, bro. Calm down. And also, it's uh, <laughs> like what was. I really love that Marjorie was like, okay, he's definitely playing a game. I'm gonna play the game back. So you she think she's to playing the game? Oh, she Obviously, is, for so, sure. So then, really, the real cards are in her hand. Is that what no, you're trying? No, to no. Oh, let me. It's gonna take a minute. It's get, this is a lot. Takes a lot of explaining. Okay. We got hints of it when she all of a sudden became religious. After no, she, that's what... Okay. She talked to Loris, and she was trying to be like, we need to fight, and then all of a sudden it kind of snapped in her, we need to play the game. And she was like talking to Tommen, and she was pretending to be this religious person to Tommen because she knew anything she said to Tommen... Tommen was going to share with the Sparrow. She knew that. She was thinking ahead Or Cersei. Or Cersei. Because Marjorie's always been good at the game, and now she's pulling that, i got to step up my my game and do a really good job. (laughs) And she did it. Jump three! And she she even (laughs) did it. Wear it out. And when she she meets with... uh, uh, By the way, it was so fucking... Remember, me and Chris watched it together, and we were both super disgusted when she's talking to the Sparrow. And he's like, you haven't, like, fucked your husband in a while. <laughs> what's, what's up with that? And she goes, well, the carnal thoughts that used to control me no longer do. Like, I don't like, I don't feel like having sex. I'm just, I'm basically trying to say she's pure more. And yeah, he goes, she was like, oh, goes, I'm more pure than you, bro. And, he, and he's just kind of like, well, it's not up to you, really. Um, it's your husband. It's your duty to let your husband fuck you. It's about him having pleasure and about you just tolerating it. That's crazy. That's essentially what he said. What like a piece of shit. I'm like, a man of God. Well, actually, that makes complete sense. Yeah, because yeah. fucking <laughs> religious don't, people. Don't rape is not in the Ten Commandments. Which is two most important rules. Stupid. And three of them are about really like me more than anyone else. I'm God. Number Damn. one. Damn. Uh, that, that, but what was really cool is like she's she's like okay. Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> she she gets a uh, a meeting with her grandma, but she's got that stupid Septon 
behind her, and the grandma's I don't like, like that bitch. "Go the fuck away!" I love, I <laughs> love the Queen of Thorns. Shame, <laughs> shame. And she's like sitting. There. You can see like she wants to say shame, but she's keeping her lips tight. And it's almost popping out of her say, mouth. Say what? Say what? Say, say what? <laughs> say what? All right, you just make a whoop sound. Make your lips up. Give say me whistling all the way back to New York. <laughs> oh, that's it. But that's, uh, we're punching uh, muffins. What sorry. was great is like, like. Lady Olena is falling for Marjorie's ploy. She's like, you're gone insane. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then Marjorie's like, you need to leave. Like, trying to get her to leave King's Landing. Get the fuck out of here while you can. And then, like, she goes, she kneels, and she holds her grandmother's hands. And you can hear paper crumble. And Lady Olena's kind of like, wait, what the fuck was that? And she's, like, feeling the paper in her hand. And then Marjorie gets up, and, like, Lady Olena takes off. And then Marjorie stands up with her back towards the septum, and you can see her choking up and about to cry. Yeah. And then she, like, swallows that shit. Hella just, like, strong of character going, I gotta be fucking on. I gotta, gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta yep. get back to this. I am the ace. And she ace puts on that face. She was like, smile. shall we pray? Like, she was, like, <laughs> so but what, baller. What man. I wish that the Queen of Thorns would have done, because when she handed her, when she handed her the note, the Queen of Thorns instantly got quiet. And then like walked off. I felt that that was a little too obvious. Like a hint. To I, I felt like I feel like yeah to the septum. I feel like the Queen of Thorns should have still reacted point. in the same way. Should have been like fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. But like acted. Or at least got this is totally ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like completely like played the role. She knows what she's getting to do. She knows in her head. She's like okay, the Tyrell House. It will be the next in line to rule. Sort of thing. Like she knows what her granddaughter. Her granddaughter is smarter than that. She takes after her grandma. Bitch, you take after me. Taught her everything. Hands up. Exactly. So I feel like she should have stood up and played that part of, okay, I know what you want me to do. I'm still going to act the same way I was acting because when she leaves, if she would have just started being nice, I apologize. That would be complete obvious. Right. So if she would have played it was, role, So yeah, she did hint at it. But, uh, let's talk about like the actual note. Where, like, what she hand her? Like, well, fuck, everyone's on the edge of her seat. And then a lady Olena leaves the room, opens a piece of paper, and it's a drawing of a rose. Which is, of course, the sigil of House Tyrell. Yeah, which was so cool. And of course, it their, was their that words, was <laughs> their words are growing strong. So it's like a so much meaning behind just a drawing of a I'm fucking flower. Strong. I drew a flower, oh. and it had so much fucking meaning. It's letting her know I'm not crazy. I'm still me. I remember who I I'm am. I'm not crazy. That's exactly what it says. Yeah. It's like look at this rose. That's I'm, what it said. I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> I, I'm not crazy. He's a drawing of a rose. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> you just this is evidence to the contrary. That's <laughs> like this is I remember who I am. I know who we are. Don't give up on me. Just listen to what I said. So that note said all those things and Lady Lena got so it. So cool. Thought that was awesome. Dude. Uh next thing That's so awesome. we gotta talk about how the fucking episode opened. Of course. It shows the, how it, it hints basically it's hinting at in the books, it hints at that this grave digger, this guy who's just digging graves, is actually Sandor Clegane. Because the brother refers to himself very metaphorically. This man had this name. He died. Now I am reborn. I'm like basically a different guy. Then he says that he mentioned Senator Clegane. Things like, I've heard stories about Senator Clegane. The hound died. So it's like very metaphorical again. So like that's a hint. Plus this guy's size and like the fact that he's hooded. The fact that like he had uh, Sandor's horse. All this stuff is hinting at. So a lot of fans are thinking that the grave digger in the books is actually Sandor Clegane, but who took like a like a vow of like peace basically. And then in the show, 
the opening scene is basically that. It's not the exact thing because they, they had a not a grave digger, obviously. Yeah, it's different. He's helping. He's the a people. wood chopper. chopper. He's, he's a wood chopper. He's a wood chipper. <laughs> no, he's a wood guy. They're in a new neighborhood. They're trying to build <laughs> houses, you know. But it's basically <laughs> the same thing. And, and what we got so excited to tell me that because we talked about the grave digger prior before with each other. Like, well, it's it's so cool. Like like I've told before, we can go back and forth, like giving our opinions. He obviously knows a lot more than I do, even though I read the books because he pays attention That's to the lore and everything. Okay, so. Um, I thought it was really cool, but oh, we got we got Ian McShane, which we knew Ian McShane was going to be in this season, and everyone thought he was going to be Victorian Greyjoy. Everyone was thinking that, Jeez. and uh, it turns out, nope, they're not even going to have Victorian Greyjoy. Instead, he's going to play the fucking older brother. And, have, uh, which is so dumb, because the Greyjoy, the uncles, there's multiple. It's multiple people fighting for... So the guy that already killed like, him is an uncle, I understand too, right? They got a, they got a new Greyjoy is an uncle, though, right? Yeah, the new Greyjoy. So he's got, like, five brothers or some shit? It's a bunch of brothers, yeah. There's okay. a bunch of brothers in the book. And they all come up, and they're all trying to fight for the right to party. Um, but <laughs> that was like fucking stupid. One of the easiest jokes, man. dude. That was funny. Whatever. Pretty I'll, good. I'm bringing back Beastie Boy jokes, Eddie. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a good one. I'm sorry. That was a heater. My favorite thing that Chris ever said to me. That was a heater. That was so my favorite thing he's ever said. To me. I love it. Oh, the favorite oh, piece of shit. Apparently, well, we, it was basically like um, they took that scene from the books and like they nodded at it and they changed it enough, but they still left enough. Like okay, we have this these peaceful people. They don't have any more family. They have no money. They have no land. They have nothing. But they came together. And it's not even that religious because he's the guy it's says really like, I don't know what the fuck I don't know if the seven is real yep. I don't know if it's the old gods I don't know if it's the he was a, of he was a true leader like you could see it like he was a true he inspired leader. people and he brought people together he didn't demand that they follow the strict religious rules he's just like just believe in something more than yourself believe that we have to help each other believe he, in those he, vegetables bro believe in he, cutting down wood he yeah. saved <laughs> Sandor's fucking life and Sandor seems like he feels like you can tell he feels he owes him a lot. And he's there, and he's doing a shit ton of work. He's fucking carrying giant logs. Busting his ass, dude. He's being, you know, a big guy. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I'm sorry. And the brother's, like, trying to open up to him and get him to talk more and, like, trying to bring him into the community more. And he's giving that really hard try. And then, of course, the fucking Brotherhood Without Banners. We got to see, like, the Brotherhood uh, show up, and they're, like, super menacing. Uh, the brothers, he's trying to be nice, like, oh, we got food, that's all we got, we got nothing else, and, uh... Yeah, you can stay for supper if you'd like. And, of course... Which is hella cool, I love all his answers, like, he wasn't being a dick. He, he was trying even, to be the most to be equal. You're welcoming. Equal. He was so You're, fucking cool, and then the fucking next fucking scene, he's fucking hung. He's dead! Well, they I did a really so good job. Mad. On that dead body, that dead body looked Dude, good. Looked, <laughs> hell good. looked hella good. I was so that's where the budget went. I was like, don't <laughs> kill him. Like for once, I wasn't. I was mad about like them killing. I was like, usually we I'd just be met like, the character. I'd be like, right on. I'm not invested. They did such a good job. I was already. Ian McShane <laughs> did such a good job as the character. I yeah. was invested in he that character. He was so joy. Yeah. He was he was gleeful. He was. Time. I liked him. I was like, oh, dude. This is like, one I was episode. like, I'm gonna fall in love with this one. No, it was I within was like ten minutes. Not even an episode. Not even ten minutes. It was more like five minutes. It was one and of then five storylines. Yeah. yeah. And I was invested immediately. Like they had me connected with that character. I don't know if that's the writing or if it's that suave. I really ass think it's Ian McShane, the way he does it and the way he's exactly. like Exactly. When I first saw you, you had your bone 
pick it out of your leg right there. He like pokes his leg. Like, <laughs> let your bones poking out right there. Like, he's just so playful and like the way he talks to the other workers and he's like joking. He's like, hey, pick it up. Come on. He's charismatic. Work faster. Man, like, I fucking loved least. it. And then bam, he was dead. I was like, well, at least Tom was short-lived, you know? And like course, if, if Arya or someone's like, I'm going to like, I'm going to be really hurt to the point. Like, I'm going <laughs> to boycott a couple episodes because I need to re... Here's the thing. Take so, down, yeah. So what we get, we get Sandor, like, I finally found, like, a shred of peace, and now that got taken away from me, so I'm going to go and be the hound again and hunt these motherfuckers down. Grabs a fucking shitty little wooden axe, but he's going to go kill Everyone. motherfuckers. I think that he's going to kill those three, but get captured by more, and they're going to take in the Lady Stoneheart. That's what I think they're gonna do, oh, and then shit. that'll be that's like the big reveal. Fucking... I don't have a lot of evidence, right. but I feel like that'd be cool. Maybe that's... I feel like that'd be cool. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> sure How they definitely do the show? They definitely they don't. It's not, everything isn't necessarily a timeline. They'll they'll skip, they'll skip certain people's storyline for an episode or two, and they take you back to that storyline where it was left off. Well, I mean, they did that, that means, was that Danny means... in this episode? No, uh, no, 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 no. Exactly. But then, but then, I, then there you go. That's. I feel like when they when they do that, what it shows it's the timelines are different. This is happening prior. This is being left off. They're really confusing with their timelines. They, they no, are, their they timelines are. Their timelines are not fuck. straightforward. They do a bad job. They jump bad back and forth. Littlefinger is yeah. everywhere all the time. Yeah, always. They no, jump no, back. No, like as a time. as a viewer, timelines. What do you mean? Like no, it's all. Yeah, like, I try it's, to ignore it. Well, it's because in, yeah, exactly. in the show, in the show, they want you to. They, they need to touch on these certain timelines and these certain timelines and all this bullshit. Because even in book four and five, book four and five are only separated geographically. Book four is all, like, I think, like, the south and everything like that. And then book five, I think, is the north. There's Danny in it. But they leave out a lot of main characters in book four and then book five comes along. But I think that's, like, in the show, they're trying to, they're almost sort of doing that. They, they want, they, they left out most of book four. They fucked up the Dorn storyline. Book four is all about the Dorn storyline. I just don't understand why it's like you have so much material. Why are you trying to make it force like everything a book a season? That's complete, especially with ten episodes. You're gonna try and create. No, 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 no. They're doing two fucking... books, two books in one season. They tried well, to almost do that with the I mean, last well, season. Well, even for the first season, wasn't the whole book the first season? Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That, you could have brought like that. And book I'm just two. saying they could have like really could really break Which, it down. They could have done a much better job, but that's what they didn't realize it was gonna be like this big, yeah. epic as fuck. That's what so, upset I mean, me about book two and season two is because book two, the Clash King or a Clash of Kings, is the longest book I believe in the series. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the longest. It's amazing. It's the five, it's five kings fighting each other. Is that what yeah, it is? The War of Five Kings. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. Book is great, but the b- book three is smaller, and that's seasons three and four. Storm of Swords. But they had to do that because the fucking like from from the Red Wedding on that entire book is just fucking one badass thing after another. Because what George does is he gives each each each. You're telling chapter, me season four should have been the best. Season four was because it wasn't. Season five was the worst. Season four was awesome. Season four was awesome. That's like it was that's second best. Well, that's like all the build one up was amazing, and I loved it. Well, that's all the <laughs> that's all the build up. Season four is the whole build up. It's like page seven hundred thirty something towards like one thousand. Uh, season four, oh, was dude. Money. Season four had Oberon. That's why it's okay. the best. Okay, Anyways, back to the things. Okay, what I had. Okay, so the, so I think that's what's gonna happen with the uh, Grave Digger and everything after that. So uh, we also got to see is the return of the Blackfish. Which was awesome. 
Jamie but, got so, sent Return to of Braun is more exciting to me than Braun. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Every time they give Braun something to do, Braun is such it's like so a, much. You gonna pay me for that? Like, he's such like he doesn't give a fuck about where you where your stat like anywhere you Who stand. You are. At, like he doesn't give a fuck at all. I love and Jamie, that. Jamie even brought that up. I don't up. even fucking say it. Like when he told Jamie, yeah, when, like when Jamie brought that up like a while ago, he goes like, "Did you talk to my brother this way?" He goes like, "Yeah, he got used to it. So will you." Like mm-hmm. just a fucking badass, and like of course in this episode, like you were just saying, he goes, he's like, oh, he's like, if I'm gonna do that, then I want a lordship, a castle with a highborn beauty. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, well, sidebar: George is a dick for making two of two very good characters named Bran and Braun. It's literally like the same fucking thing, and. If you don't really like pay attention, you, get, you can you get easily confusing. get it fucking confused, and that's hey, fucking, what, do you mean? what Bron, an asshole. Wait, Bron, you're Bron like the is guy going through the weirwoods yeah. right now. Bron is over here. <laughs> Wait, Hodor and Bron, right? <laughs> so, like, I, uh, that would okay, be a anyways, fun match. Going back, Brandon Rivers. I just okay, but uh, yeah. So uh, it was so cool. We got to see you see the stupid fucking phrase trying to threaten the blackfish. We'll cut Edmure's throat and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, he walks down the fucking little patio thing. Pa- like, yeah, it's like, it's, it is like a patio, sort of. It's like above the gateway. It's above the gateway. I forget the actual fucking term yeah. for it, but he's walking on top of the castle and he just kind of looks at him quietly and he's so silent for so fucking long. And the the phrase is like, holy shit, he's not. It's like a it's like a flinching, cool five beats. Dude, so he seriously. fucking takes off the rope and puts the knife. Like this is more threatening, I think. The knife, yeah. I'll cut his throat. I cut your niece's throat from ear to ear. And he's just so cut his throat and be done with it. Yeah. And walks off, so he can't get a reply. So it's impossible for him to threaten him any further because he walked away. And they're like, shit, they gotta take him down and just. I just bluffed you so fucking hard, dude. The Blackfish is the shit. He is a badass, dude. And, like, so you got Jamie and Braun trying to tell the phrase, this is how you make a fucking army camp, you children. You guys are so stupid. You spent your entire lives inside the twins. You don't know anything. And reminded the listeners and Chris who the Blackfish is related to again. Oh, yes. uh, Yeah, yeah. Chris actually asked while we were watching it. The Blackfish is um, Brendan Tully. He is the aunt... Or not the he's not the aunt. He's, <laughs> he's the uncle of Catelyn Stark. Like uh Catelyn Stark, um, Lysa Aaron, and Edmure, they're you know, brother and sisters. Their father is Hoster Tully, Lord of River Run, and his younger brother is the Blackfish. Uh, he earned Catelyn that nickname. Stark's uncle. That's who he is. Yeah, he earned that his Catelyn like, Stark's uncle. Cat- Catelyn. So Catelyn's dad. Is, is Hoster Tully, which is the Lord of River Run, he's and dead that's now. his younger brother. Wait, isn't Sam's dad Tully? Tarly. Oh my God, George! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. He's so angry. That's so fucking. Chris crazy. is babbling names. We know this. <laughs> it's the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> 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 the reason why he's called the Blackfish is because after like he came back from war, <laughs> and his brother was all okay. Hoster Tully's all. Uh, Catelyn's dad told Blackfish, you're going to marry this girl. That's your duty. And he goes, what? Fuck you. You're not telling me what to do. Fuck this. I'm not getting married. And so he's like, oh, you're the black sheep of the family. Well, huh, the black fish of the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a cheeky, stupid joke, but it stuck. Okay. And then so he's like, all right, I'll make my own banner with a blackfish on it. So that's why it's called the blackfish. Okay. Uh, and, of course, Jamie's like, I'll fucking meet with him and – of course, he has that really, that, that really funny dialogue with Braun where he's like, you're going to 
parlay? Are you going to fight with him? He goes, he's an old man. He's like, and you got one hand. <laughs> My money's on the old boy. <laughs> so he that. knows Blackfish is a... Because Blackfish, they don't show this much in the show, but he was like uh, Rob Stark's you get nothing main from strategist. He was like the main guy. Like when Rob was a great strategist as well, but he had a lot of help from Blackfish. Blackfish did a lot of great work for him, and he's also a really great fighter. That's the way. That's why he was able to take River Run in the first place. Yeah, back take from it the back. Phrase. Exactly. Frays, of course, are the ones who killed. Raise the Frey. The Frays are responsible for the Red Wedding. So, fuck them. Of course. <laughs> so when Jamie's like, "The war is over. Give up. Why fight for a lost cause?" And he's like. As long as I'm still standing, the war is not over. It's cause I love that, that so fucking scene. I love that dialogue, dude. One of my so favorite perfect. things ever spoken. I was like, wow. Dude, I was this like, this is so badass. Like, I didn't even know amazing. who he was. How was can like, you blame him? Like, the phrase murdered his entire family. Exactly. So it makes sense. He has nothing left but this castle. And he says, like, I was born in this castle. I'm prepared to die in it. We have two years of provisions. What do you last? <laughs> and like Chris brought up, he's all fuck that. He's bluffing. You know what? He's got two years. Full of fucking liar. <laughs> I will say because of the way River Run is built, they can flood the river a little bit, and the river will get a little bit higher, and they can actually fish. Oh wow! Under siege, they and can you get could fish. even uh, garden essentially. Like if you had seeds or something, you could do some gardening. Not that, but uh, you could. There's water. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's totally possible. How is that not possible? Okay, you're right. If you had, if you had a bunch of like planters inside, <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Not, yeah, yeah, just know they go you outside. Dirt, this is our garden again. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you can know. use Oh yeah, it. there's the middle of the road. You put some seeds in it. You're on that side of the garden. We're on this side. Of the garden, yeah. I got right? this string that separates my side from your side of the garden. You were just don't. You made it seem like the tomatoes are on your side, potatoes are on my side. I'm trying to trade potatoes for tomatoes. I'm trusting you, the phrase, the people who murdered my family at a wedding, trusting you not to cross this line. (laughs) They won't. (laughs) (laughs) So, you want to feed those uh, tomatoes? Because look a little little damp over there. Now I have a thing. So, now Jamie is going to have to start a siege. They told him to build siege towers. So, a siege on River Run is incredibly difficult. But that's what we're gonna get, guys. Like, do you think we're actually gonna see this shit? Do you no. think we're really gonna see it? No. What do you think? No, no, I think so. no, no, no. Jamie no. didn't go there for no reason. That's a big point. Hold on, like, Jamie didn't go there for. Are we on episode eight right now? Seven. No, no, no this next episode, coming out. like when eight everyone's episode listening eight. to it right now, episode eight, eight just out, came man. out. Usually, episode eight's when shit goes down. Ep- eight and nine, and, and then ten, it, like nine cruises. Is the one. Ten cruises, like it, it'll do something. Yeah, ten, ten, ten wraps up. Nine, yeah, eight, nine, nine wedding. Eight and nine. I feel heavy. like it should have exactly. ended with red episode. Wedding. Wasn't home, home, hard home was episode eight. Exactly eight, eight and nine. Episode are crazy. eight, they step on the gas, so. and then episode nine, it just the fucking crescendo what were the of it all. Again? Episode ten did, did is you the wrap see up. The it's, the, it's the bridge. It's the it's the obviously the fucking bridge. Of the entire Oh, yeah, you were sh- really season. stoked on that. You, um, when they did That's the, the Bridge of Atlantis. Yeah, well, That's where the Greyjoys are. Or not all the Greyjoys, but... Y- lesbian Yara and uh, Dickless Theon are huh. at a whorehouse. So that's a thing. That's Which is a cool whorehouse. It's all awesome. But let's get back to River Run. So. But, uh, so, like, that, I think that's, that's just gonna get... I can't wait to see them fight. We saw a preview of it. What looked like Brienne inside the castle with the Blackfish, and he's pulling out a sword... And Brienne talks to Jamie saying, like, honor bind if if you start the siege, honor has bound me to fight you. 
and like then it shows Jamie saying, I love Cersei, and I, if I have to kill every Tully who ever lived to get back to her, I will. So we might get some Jamie versus Brienne shit. No, going down. because then someone has to die in that, and I don't yeah. want Jamie to die, and I also don't want Brienne to die. So yeah, let's not do, do that. But this is Game of Thrones. We're not God, in a fairy tale. God, you're pussy, fucking asshole, dick licker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George. <laughs> it's not even George at this point. David Weiss and fucking Zach. Jack Benioff? Yeah, Jack, 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 Jack it off Benioff? <laughs> Jack it off Benioff. Okay, Jack Benioff. That's cool. So that could be absolutely... Like, Blackfish was amazing. Really it looks like It looks like the Greyjoys are going to get fucked up in episode 8, Dude, which I am completely about. The plan is about. to, like, we're going to get there before Euron, Uncle Euron. We're going to make a pack with the Dragon Queen ourselves. Like, she don't need you, dude. You got a couple shoes. I love that Addy's wearing a Greyjoy short too, a shirt too right now. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, like I got a. I got hey, a, I do not sew, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened on this episode, I'm sorry for you okay. guys, because you guys are probably in pain right now as you're listening to this, and you're like, "You guys are a week fucking late. What are you talking about? The fucking blah blah blah." Fuck them. I'm sorry. Let's get to the next I'm thing. Sorry. Almost done. The bastard, the dove, and the lady bear. Now what we got is John is going around with Sansa to try and get people Sansa's to the cause. Sansa's the dove? Yeah. When was this supposed to be established? Like when as Cersei a repeatedly said it, and then Sandor repeatedly said it in the first two seasons. You're right. They called it Little Dove. Oh, yeah, Little Dove. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. Hey, Chris, Adam knows more than we do. I know. <laughs> I know, I was just making and sure And this that... was so cool. Like, Adam's like, oh, you just read the books, that's it? <laughs> well, we well, got, yeah. and of course, we got, we got <laughs> a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> faggot. <laughs> you know what you're talking about, faggot. <laughs> what we got, too, was... Uh, so, uh, John is, uh, that was, gotta go, from the beginning, John is at the wildling camp. He has Sansa and he has Davos oh, with him. I fucking love this. And they're like, fuck you. We don't need to fight a war for you. That's fucking Northerner bullshit. And then Tormont, being the badass that he is, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on. He, he, like, the crows killed him. He they died, literally killed he him. He died for us. He died for us. If we're not willing to do the same for him. Cowards. No, and, he goes, <laughs> and we deserve to be the last of the wildlings. And we, like that, the free folk. That was... Oh, they don't the free call folk. Them. Yeah, sorry. We That's a to derogatory racist term. <laughs> <laughs> you are being very insensitive to the we, free folk. That's not very non-binary of you. I need we, you to be more not, non-binary. And we deserve to be the last of the free That That right there, that line, made got me it. so... Dude, it got me. God, it got me. I wanted to go yeah, and you shake fight John, for John Snow's huh? hand. <laughs> Dude, what was great is I that one was so one beautiful man. One one, the only giant they can afford to have on the show. <laughs> he steps up and he's like, "Snow," and walks over. Like, dude, the giant goes on your side. Got to be on your side. So we got that going. Uh, they're look. They're tr- they got the wildlings though. All the free folk have decided to fight for him. All right, next stop, Bear Island, and we got to meet Lady Bear, who is. 10 years old, and she's ruling the fucking she's Bear Island. She's fucking tiny. She is the she coolest is the most badass of the badasses. Dude, the internet went fucking nuts for this character. Everyone's in love with fucking uh, Liana Mormont because she just takes no shit. She's like, no, get to the fucking point. And she's given, like, no matter what Sansa says, she has a fucking retort that just slaps Sansa in the face. <laughs> she's slapping John in the face. You know, your mother. Like, my with mother was big a big-ass metaphorical. He's my like, mother was he's a like, badass. He's all, my mother was no, be- was no great beauty. She wasn't a beauty of any fucking kind. She was a great warrior, though. That's what I'm going to be because I'm a bear. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, like her attitude was great. Like they're they they try to kind of talk down to her. Like they're talking to her as she's a child. And Davos, who's really good with kids, as we saw with Shireen, she taught him how to read. And also, <laughs> he's the best like speech giver slash pep talker mm-hmm. in the show. He convinced the fucking Iron Bank to fund Stannis. Yep. Like that's a pretty big deal. So he's like, let me let me handle this. <laughs> and he like speaks so to her at him too. And they're like, oh, like even even Jon Snow <laughs> so, didn't realize. You got Jon Snow and Sansa both like looked over at him almost like, oh, like they didn't realize what he's capable of. So it's great that they, it's such a good thing that he was there on their side. Oh yeah. I fucking love So him. glad he's I there. I love him. He is, he's in my top five One of my favorite, favorite characters. characters in the books too. I've always, adding, I've also, dude, once we figured out, I'm like, dude, that's my one of my favorite characters. I just, I love. Probably because he's an atheist. He and came really cool. from no, and he came from nothing. He literally came from nothing. And he says he brings hey, that I up. Know. He goes, I was a crabber's son, then a smuggler. Oh yeah. Uh, my house is rather recent. Now I'm, I never thought I'd be here talking to a leader of a great house in time of war. And that right there showed so much respect to her that she was like, I'm gonna listen to this guy because he's treating she even me. Says continue in a sense. She's right? treating me as an actual fucking leader, not just a kid. And she like respected that from Davos, and that's why she let, like you said, said continue. And he got to give his fucking sweet speech about the real wars between the living and the dead, um, and the dead are coming. And all that stuff, and then she goes, "We can give you. Some, right, I'll give you some fucking moon. I guess. And like, like, I don't know. How many can we expect? I remember, like, I was thinking like one hundred, and Chris was all, "Dude, like three hundred. It's not. It's all. It's gonna be. It's like three hundred. And then she'll sixty-two. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was like, damn. I didn't even know the Strike house was that small. I didn't even know the house was that small. Well, you got it. Well, she. Well, they already spent a lot of men to fight with Rob. Yeah, that died. Uh, her her mom and her sister are already dead. A lot of, and it's a, it's an island. It's Bear Island. It's a small place. Like they don't have that many men to begin with. A lot of them died. Sixty two makes sense. So why would they go there? That was my question. Oh, hold on. Why did they didn't know? Six hundred and twenty. Uh, they think they need six hundred and twenty men because they fight with the strength of ten islands. <laughs> All right, I mean, <laughs> the mainlanders. If Sorry. They, if there anyone here is ferocious, that's the lady. Then the Boltons are doomed. I love that answer. I fucking love that answer, dude. It's so cool. And she, everyone like is talking about like if if this little girl had three dragons, the show would have been over several seasons. She <laughs> 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 does not fuck around, dude. She's so and what's great is that no, really her dragons would be dead because she would have sent them out when they were hella young. Boop pierced, boop dead. Like, Learn how you're doing. Why aren't you tougher? <laughs> what's funny is like we saw her too, like afterwards, and they're they all like all of his forces, which. Equal to about like twenty five hundred strong, twenty four hundred strong, all together at the camp, and you can see her. She's there. She came there. She didn't hide on Bear Island. This little fucking girl. Which is so cool. I didn't even notice that. I was like, until, like yeah, Sansa dude, looks please at pick her. up a fucking mace or something. Until Sansa <laughs> looks at her, I'm like, whoa, that she came with. And what she, she joined her men. And what was that terrific? So cool, what dude. was so terrific is like you see Sansa. Like we need like Sansa's complaining. We don't have enough men. It's like you know of an army, bitch. You know of an army, but you're not going to call him because you're a jerk. Oh, she does. And, and John, yeah, I know, I'm getting to it. Sorry. And John was all like, we fought with the over we have. You know, being all sad, John, and everything. And that's when she sees uh, the lady bear, and she sees the ravens, and she goes like, and we're like, everyone's just like, go on, bitch, get it, get it, do it, do it, do it, do it. She does it. She writes that letter, and it's it's obvious that she's going, she's writing Peter Bailey. It's Bailiff. obviously House Aaron. She knows where he's at. He's at Moat Kalen. She's going to write the fucking raven to there. 
At least 5,000 men. How is that? How? Is there that much men? Who would follow? Like, what? Because the veil. That's the the Americans. The veils are the Americans. They got into the war way later. They have clean suits. They're coming for the cleanup job. Yeah. (laughs) They're cleaning up. They're kicking the people. It's a really good analogy, dude. It's just <laughs> <laughs> a really good analogy. It was. It, was it happened, perfect. It happened in both world wars, dude. One and fucking two. Which and then they're gonna come in and take all. He's like, Peter Banks gonna take all the credit too. It's just like so we did. The veil's not <laughs> big. Like I just because like who like the veil. Remember the veil. Like, like the kid is like a the piece kid of doesn't shit. matter. Baelish is in charge. No, it shows no, that the kid does matter because of the bloodline. That's who like ever like that's yeah. That's why he's not going to be fighting. Right but Baelish, but right. this kid, I, mean, I know Baelish is the one that's controlled. But yeah, this without king. that kid, is the veil united? That's what I'm asking because the that's whole why you don't have veil, the kid fight. Well, that's okay. That's okay. You saw my question. Yeah, right. okay. That's what they're gonna like. Peter Baelish is gonna sit back with Robin Aaron, and probably gonna have a uh, bronze. Braun but Royce. it's because of the name. bloodline. It's like bronze John Royce. That everyone has yeah. 5,000 men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this kingdom has not fought at all this whole time. The only battle they've seen is when Braun murdered that one guy for Tyrion. That's the only battle they've seen. Yeah. So they got to have at least 5,000 soldiers. Like that's If they have anything less than that, that's the showrunners trying to make it. Stupid. So we're going to get like – so the Boltons themselves have 5,000 men, but plus the Umbers – and the Karstarks, who knows how many the they're actually going to have. have 5,000? Wow, that's a lot more than I thought. So they might end up having around fucking, you know, anywhere between seven and 9,000. The Boltons? Yeah, the Bolton army. So that's going to be with their allies. at Winterfell. Yeah. Like about 9,000. Against John's 2,400, plus mostly wildlings. Gets Aaron, okay, which, well, wildlings which, are like, that's two for one. So let's double that to like 5,000. So what were you going to say? Wildlings, <laughs> the thing is, they're great Fighters, but they don't know how to fight as an army. They're not good as a unit. So you got an army of wildlings versus an army of Northmen who are trained to fight an army. But when Northmen you get the veil, that's the when veil the veil is going to come in. Sieges, and then you send, and then you send the wildlings they, in gonna, once it's siege. Like, are, look at, well, look at. Stanis I don't think I don't think Ramsey is going to just defend against siege. I think he's going to meet them in battle. I think he he did that with uh, Stannis. He's that arrogant where he's like, let's fucking do this. I think he's not going to just sit behind the walls. I think he's going to go out and attack. Really? I really do. And what I would do if I was – oh, fuck. I don't know. if It depends on when the veil gets there because the smartest thing to do would to be come out with the wildlings first and like with all the other Northmen and meet – the Operation Get Behind the Shield. <laughs> Remember Operation Human Chip? Protect all tanks and planes too. That's <laughs> basically what you just said. Operation Get Behind the Darkies. <laughs> you want the veil with all the – because they have a lot of horses and men and riders. You want them to come in as cavalry and sweep through the side of the Boltons. So you – or you could do is like have a line of wildlings and you slowly collapse in with a V-shape. If Ramsey's and the Boltons keep coming in that V-shape and the next thing you know, you're kind of sur- half surrounding the Bolton everybody men. everybody knows wildlings fly together, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the giants come in and just wreck shit up. Dude, I have a question. What? Do you think Mighty Duck? Because like, don't they? Because like, <laughs> <'cause> it's <laughs> old school. I, it was a reverse V. It was a. It wasn't like a V going at him. It was. together, bro. Oh man. Do you think that like? Because usually like the generals or whatever meet in the middle or whatever, and because we all know Jamie's a piece of shit. Well, not really, but he. Jamie's is, not a part of this. He's. Though. Oh, God damn it. I really want Ramsey? to be there. Ramsey. I think Ramsey's a great okay, fighter. Okay, my whole point was, do you think, okay, if somebody came down, I wanted it to be Jamie. It would have been no, so much better. Jamie. But, like, if they meet in the middle and then, like, 
whoever is on uh, the veil side and 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 our side, the Starks or whatever, just cuts off Ramsey's head or something. Does you, the you, army fight? You want it to be like Troy? I'm, the just, army, I'm asking. It's just want, a question. The army will still fight. I'm just curious. The I mean, army will still keep fighting because if they lose. They're all murdered or they're all thrown Taking in dungeons. P-O- yeah, P-O-W. Oh, well, they're no, fighting my for next their thing lives. was like, okay, I cut off the, like, Jamie's, like, or not, whoever. Okay, just like, well, before we fight. Like, he starts doing, like, a monologue. Before we fight, I just want you to know, like, the real heir of Winterfell is here. And he, like, brings up Sansa. And they're like, oh, and they all bow. I, no, I think. <laughs> like, he's not possible. No, no, because the Boltons. Their main allies are the Karstarks and the Umbers, and they hate the Starks now. Oh, wow. So no one gives that a shit about Starks. Rob Stark cut off the le- the leader of the Karstarks, cut off his head. The Umbers hate the fucking Starks. We know that because he, the Lord Umber gave Rickon Stark to Ramsey, and I think we'll see Rickon as a charred-up body or a flayed body. You think Rickon's dead? I think he probably tortured him to death. I don't know if he'll keep him as a hostage. Ramsey seems like the kind of guy who won't think ahead and just flay the motherfucker alive and like fucking look and put him on like a giant thing. Oh my god, him. Sansa needs to pop out a fucking baby right fucking now. I don't even care if it's Ramsey's at this point. <laughs> the Stark bloodline needs to live on. Someone needs to fuck that bitch. Be- Tormont. Oh my god. Tormont. Tormont. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> I think I think they'll most likely do the unlikely scene where we get John versus Ramsey. I think we'll probably get that and John will win. But I think it would be really he cool. To, I think it'd be oh, really, no, get stabbed I think be really cool to see dead. Sansa in armor and she kills Ramsey. Like after oh, like tight. after he's like weak or something. Yeah, after after he's wounded oh, and not paying it like so Arthur Dane tight. got murdered by getting stabbed through the back of the neck. Have Sansa do some shit like that. That'd be considered a Chekhov's gun, like he murder he like ruined her life by raping and all this shit and then she ruined her. I don't know if it's a Chekhov's gun. It's not necessarily yeah, because it's not it's not delivering something that pays off in the end. Wait, wasn't but she pregnant? So is she pregnant? We don't know. We, don't we know. really don't know. She could we be. Don't know. She wears a lot of dresses. Hmm. So maybe. She says, I can feel him inside me still. That might be a hint oh, of, gosh. I feel his seed growing. Well, then, looks like you're going to have to stab yourself, bitch. Yeah, a Valyrian steel hanger. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's how hangers were invented. Get a spot that can reforge Valyrian but, steel yes, into I, a I, hanger. I, just, I, I fucking hope they don't do, like, the, the Stannis, Stannis saving the crows... By going against Mance Raider and by get, you know fucking up the wild. Have the veil do exactly what Stannis I, did. I would hate would be that. I would fucking hate that. Are they gonna like let them get as fucked up as possible and the veil comes along, or does does House Aaron and the and the veil all of them show up before they even go into battle? I, like, hope that's so. I think I think the the veil has to come in late because of the timing because. John said, basically, we're going to fight tomorrow, and it's going to take longer than tomorrow for the Raven to get to uh, Moat Kalen. It's not that far, but still, it has to get there, and then they have to march north. How do they know where this... Uh, how does the Raven know where to go? Dude, they train that's the ravens, a great they train, fucking question. Because they have a lot of Ravens, and they have one Raven, and they raise it at a place, oh, and then okay. they take it from that place. So the Raven's first thing they're going to do is naturally go back to its home. So when is oh, Bronn okay. going to be able to look in all the Ravens as well? Because, I mean, 3 a Raven... Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's gonna be soon because uh, actually the Blood Raven was able to do that. Okay. They said he had a thousand eyes and he could see through like all oh, those. So not only trees, he'll be able. I mean, he he he'll literally be... could do a fucking human. I mean, what the fuck is a raven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'll learn how to skin, skin change. Skin change. There you go. 
He could get there. He could yeah, get there. He, the, which comes back to Chris's ultimate fan theory, which is... Skin changing the drug, huh? And or he's going to win. Or, and you know, stocks forever, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Name of the episode. <laughs> stocks forever, bitches. <laughs> like, is this about Iron Man? Uh, last thing is... Got to talk about Arya. Arya, girl. What the the fuck? First thing I noticed was... How the fuck is she not going to know? No, no, no. No, how the fuck is she not going to know? Exactly, that's the thing. That's retarded. No, that's all part of her plan, my friend. Hold on, hold on. Before we get there, before we get there. I thought it was really cool. When you first see her, like, wow, she's dressed exactly in the same clothes as Cereal Florel, her first trainer. That's a really cool nod. She has her hair exactly like her dad. Another cool nod. Yeah, that was cool. They're two, like, the... Early examples of the two most important men in her that, of her childhood of how we're growing up. Thought that was really cool, and just that smooth ass. You're Westerosi. Here's a giant bag of gold, bitch. Dude, Dude like, that was and then so another giant like, No, we leave in three I days. I get the fucking cabin, bitch. We, so we leave in three days. You can have a hammock. <laughs> another one. Goosh. A cabin. We leave at dawn. See you then. <laughs> she walks around, snatches it back. You get it when we get there. Second half when we get there, because I'm smart at the moment. But <laughs> because the old lady, like, she's so, like, happy with herself. Like, you know the faceless men are after you, dude. Yeah. And you're all happy. That's why you wanted to leave immediately, because yeah. you know they're after you. You're standing, you're staring at the fucking Titan like a jackass, and an old lady says, sweet girl, which is what Jackin would always say. Yep. You didn't really, you got got. Cause you're dumb. So that's why you're saying no, like no, she's no, not no. that she dumb. She knows more. There's than no we way know. she could be that dumb. If she's that dumb, it's gonna make me lose my she's fucking shit. She's not that dumb. Hold on, let 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 Stevie do his thing. Let's which I talked last week, right? And I said I feel like she knows more, and she's not letting the audience know. She knows more than the we fucking know. Exposition that I was talking about earlier. She knows more than we know, because obviously, you know, it's just that. We that's can't just see her inside her head. So. Yeah, so that's just her character. I think. She knows what's going on. I feel like she played this part because why the fuck, knowing that she's going to be assassinated by the greatest assassins in the world, why would she just present herself? You think she does so she could fake her death and make them think that she's dead? May- that could be fake her death. I have several points of why that's Could be fake her death. But I think that what she's doing is she's trying to play a weak victim. She's trying to show to that... get sympathy? Wait, what? No, 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 no. Oh, I get it. Never mind, go ahead. She, she knows what's going on. She's 10 steps ahead of the waif. But Jagan Arkad is not, he, he's not, he doesn't have any emotion in this. Jagan Arkad can give a fuck what happens. He serves the many-faced god. Now, the waif is after her. That's, like I said, I believe. Well, I don't believe that. Listen, I've stated this prior on the last episode, that I believe she knows what the waif is going to do before the waif is going to do, you know, that's part of her training. I feel like She's this luring is, her in close. Exactly. So she goes around strutting her shit. She throws a fucking thing of fucking coins like she's. Making herself known in Bravos. Like, you think if she's being attacked by this, these assassins, she's in their homeland. Why the fuck would she be going around as Sansa, I mean, as Arya Stark? Why would she be going around, here's some fucking cash, going to fucking this? Why would she be out there staring? She knows she's going to get fucking murdered. Then this lady walks up on her, fucking stabs her. She fucking tumbles over the bridge, gets in the water, which she... If it is real, if she did really get stabbed, if that was really, like, she played it well. Like, oh, like her face, everything. Like, she was smart enough to play it. 
Like she gets stabbed. Now, so you're, so you're, wait, how you're, do you hold on? Your theory wait, is that she's how waiting for Fink the get stabbed. Hold on, no, no, hold on. He's not saying that. He's saying that he's waiting. He's setting it up so the wife is gonna keep coming after, her and the wife is gonna lower her guard, thinking that it's gonna be easy. And in that moment where she's going in for the kill, Arya is gonna fucking reverse it and kill the wife. Yeah, but what I read, this so is so my. Bit, so you guys so are. That's what Stevie's saying. I don't you, agree you, with it though. Wait, you already on, heard. I, I think we're both jumping right now. You already heard my. My theory last week. Okay, I'm not much of a. I'm not much to make fan theories, but there's one that I did read this week after the episode, which I thought was genius. Okay, the fact that Arya was close with the fucking girl on set, the fact that she was like, "Watch out for that one. She's gonna fucking kill you." What the actress who plays Cersei? Theory was saying that Arya got pig's blood from this girl, that she put it underneath her fucking shirt right there. Mm. And that she knew, because Jagged Akoth said, do not let her suffer. But Waif has other plans, because she's not nobody. She has emotion in this. She doesn't like her. She does want her to suffer. You stab him in the stomach. It takes the longest to die from being stabbed in the fucking stomach. You can slit someone's throat. Boom, they're dead like that. You stab them in the stomach, they bleed out. Now, she knows that this girl's after her emotionally. So she puts the fucking fake pig's blood in her stomach. Wait, hold on. She, put, she and who did she get the pig's blood from again? The girl that she became friends the with. Actress, the, the actress, friend. Okay, well, the friend. Okay, well, seriously, actress. You, then why'd you bring up who, who she pointed to and said, "Watch out for that I'm giving you an example girl. of like Arya saved that. that Arya kind of made life. me think you were talking about that girl that Arya, she pointed no, to. That's why. That's Arya why. That's why, right, that's why. Right after that, I said the actress who plays Cersei. because yeah, Arya saved her life. You're right. So she went. My bad. She said Arya saved her life. Watch out for that one. Is what I was saying. So she went to that girl, and this is the theory that I read. She got pig's blood, which, dude, people on the internet are Okay, Jesus. okay, so, yeah, no, hold on. I disagree with this a lot because what it implies is that Arya has, like, foresight beyond fucking foresight. Like, she knows what the writers are going to write. That's how much foresight this implies that she has. Like, beyond oh, Batman level of planning. Like, I know beyond for a fact <laughs> that she's going to stab me. So I'm going to get pig's blood. And that knife is a long knife that went in. Like, how much fucking padding can okay, you get? But it this. goes in deep. Also, when it's after like she gets place, after dude. she gets fucking stabbed and she's in the water, she like headbutts her, dives in the water, rolls out of the water, and when she's walking through the market, she's panicked like a motherfucker. Yeah. She's terrified. She's holding her. She doesn't know what to do because she like she really feels herself dying. I think that she really got fucking stabbed. She got and stabbed. in the preview for the next episode, we see Arya running and, and jumping, jumping off of a yeah. ledge and screaming. I really think that she's not planning a hundred steps ahead. I think she's trying to plan a little bit ahead, but she's not good enough at it yet. She hasn't practiced a lot of planning ahead. Yeah, and she practiced a lot of being somebody else, but not proper planning. And I, and I really think that's gonna she's going to be put into the wall and she's going to have to fight the wave, but not in this, I got everything mapped out, Littlefinger style. Okay, and I also saw that it, there, was a, there was a scene in, I believe, either last season or whatever, maybe this season, it shows a picture of Arya literally in front of the old lady that the waif was using. There's a picture of that. I think you're going too deep. No, that's that's. I no, you're right. You're that's right. Crazy. You're right. But I don't does think, Arya, does I Arya think not realize? Does Arya does, does she not pay attention to the faces she's looking at? I think in her moment of doing shit right in her mind, she's feeling baller. She has pulled a sweet move. She's got shit figured out in her mind. She thinks she's, she's feeling good about herself. She's like, yeah, I finally got this shit pulled out. So she wasn't thinking. In that moment of weakness is when the wave pounced. No and, that's, and that's why Arya was able to like, oh my god, I got stabbed. But then she was still able to fight back. She's still Arya. She's still able to fight back. Headboard of the bitch. 
was smart enough to dive into the water and then stay underwater until she came up somewhere else. But now she's still bleeding out. She's going to have to do something. Yeah, something's going to happen. And we saw her in rags. So basically, she's going to try to d- disguise herself. And not only is she in rags, she's literally in public. Like, I think they're going to kill her. I don't I don't think she's going to live. I think they're going to kill her. Ugh, whatever. So that's Game of Thrones. God. I thought the season was going to be shit because they didn't have a lot of input from George. And it's like, they're kind of free-balling it right now. But I got to admit... I've really enjoyed this I season. I love so. this season, dude. I, I like this season. Here's what makes me really mad. Is that there's people online now who are, like, bragging that they don't watch the show. Yeah, it's a cool thing, right? It's a weird... It's like, That's oh, a cool am thing? I the only one who has never watched Game of Thrones? Like, I'm so unique and different and cool because I don't watch okay, a hipster. popular show. Oh, my it's like, God. It's not just popular. It's really well done. It's Do they have a man bun? Critically acclaimed. Do they have a man they, bun, too? Do they it's all are they vegan? If you listen to this podcast and you don't watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> I will literally fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Going into fight talk. <laughs> oh my god, perfect oh, fucking segue. Speaking of fighting, I will literally fight you. <laughs> Chris, you got into, you got into a fight or something? What happened? <laughs> Talking about fighting, we lost a legend this week. A legend, and we have to talk about it. We, yeah, it's everywhere, and yeah. Did you see the HBO? Okay, that's a different question. And and yeah, all this stuff happened, but we have to talk about it because Ali wasn't just a great boxer, which will I'm sure I don't I haven't even heard what Adney's gonna say or anything like that, but I'm sure he's gonna have a great speech about that. But he was also a great fucking advocate. He was a great person. He was a great. He was somebody that I looked up to personally just because he didn't stand by and, and, and take orders. He, he, if you were telling him something and he didn't want to do it, he would stick up for himself. He wasn't that guy, you know? And Muhammad, he was, in every sense of the word, a rule breaker. Um, you weren't supposed to talk trash before a fight. He turned pro in 1960 after winning Olympic gold in Rome. Uh, you weren't supposed to talk trash. You weren't supposed to, as a heavyweight, you weren't supposed to dance around and be pretty when you fought. You're supposed to be more brutal. Um, you weren't supposed to openly, uh, like, damn Christianity. You weren't supposed to do that either. He did it. Um, you weren't supposed to refuse induction into the army based off your religious and spiritual beliefs. He did that. Uh, uh, Jim Lampley brought up a great point um, after last Saturday's fight, um, after finding out the news that we lost Ali. Uh, he says, name one athlete, just one, ever, that gave up three year, over three years of their prime money earning and at the peak of their powers, just off of belief, off of what they thought was right. So I heard this during... Dude, it made me cry at the ending. Made me fucking. It was beautiful. I watched your video, dude, and I even wrote you. And I I wrote on. I was like, man. I think I wrote wrote you, and I said, man, the the last, like, the last couple seconds, it made me cry, dude. I'm not even joking, dude. It brought me to fucking tears because he was brought to tears. I could feel the emotion through the fucking video. I'm not even. That's what's so great about life. I'm an emotional. I'm an emotional person in general. I cry for the dumbest. I cried on fucking X Men. In the beginning, I cried. Like I, I'm a, I'm a tear Sad. jerk. No, I was, I, I agree, man. But, I, but I watching that, that fucking video, knowing the connection that Adney has with it, it was almost like a. Uh, it was, it was, it was a, no, it was a third party connection because I know how my best friend's gonna feel, and just watching that, I felt that fucking emotion, man. It, it brought me to fucking tears, and I had to tell Adney, I'm like, dude, that I last actually, ten seconds, dude, killed me. Dude, I actually, me. actually had a friend 
uh, from work came up to me today and said, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, this is several, this is, uh, today is Wednesday. Uh, we heard of his news uh, Friday night, so yeah. several days later. Um, also, it's been several oh, days. Oh, I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say, the only person that I could think of, because I took that quote to heart, and I was like, "What has there been anybody else in their prime that has had to, like, take, like, voluntarily take time off? And no, I couldn't find it. I have found multiple cases of either it be PEDs or this state regulation or this state regulation, but I did not find one story, whether it be MMA, whether it be boxing, whether it be kickboxing, Muay Thai. Like, I really went down the fucking rabbit hole for this one, and I could not find... No I one. I could not find... Not one. one fucking person besides Ali that was literally in his prime and stopped fighting for Muha- a Muha- cause. Muhammad, he was 25 years old when he was had his license taken away from him. He was given that option, and he, of course, that famous line that he just quipped on top of his head of, um, I don't have no quarrel with that Viet Cong. No Viet Cong ever called me nigger. That was his, like, he fought, like, for so long, he would win fights. Like, when he first changed his name to uh, Muhammad Ali, nobody respected that. Nobody called him Muhammad. Everyone still called him Cassius Clay. What was Howard, his name before Cassius, Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay. Uh, uh, Howard story. Cosell was, like, the first. Is Mama calling Clay? I'm calling Clay. <laughs> Howard Cosell was, like, the first person to actually, you know, use the name that he wanted. And that's how they started a friendship between the two of them. Uh, there was a famous fight between Ernie Terrell when Ernie Terrell was calling him Clay and Muhammad got, of course, got really mad. You will say my name, you'll say it loud, and you'll say it right now for all these people. My name is Muhammad Ali. And, like, slapped him and all this stuff. And then in the fight, it actually went 15 rounds, but for 15 rounds, Ali yelled at him and screamed at him, beat the crap out of him, just yelling, what's my name? What's my name? You are going to yell on my name. On TV? Like, yeah, and what? That's, that is fucking beautiful. Okay, that, wait, here's the on, thing is, that's did he ever say it, though? He, like, uh, apparently he did. Like, while, and during a clinch, he finally said it. Like um, you whispered. Here's the thing, though, is after that fight, uh, Muhammad was just crucified by the press. Everyone said, "That's not how you fight." Oh my God, that was brutal. It was a, it was a embarrassment to the sport. You were just, you were just talking when you should have been fighting, and it, you brutally beat this man up. It was uncalled for. And then, like, I watched this video of him being interviewed by Howard Cosell, and Cosell showing him the fight, and he's like, and he's being calm, and he's just being calm the whole time. Ali or Cosell, Muhammad. Okay, Muhammad's just like, look. um... I don't if it's if it was that bad. I mean, um, it's not my responsibility to stop the fight. If I stop the fight, that means he wins. It's my job to whip him, and I whipped him. I understand that it's up for the bigger man to apologize, even when he knows he shouldn't have to. And I am apologizing. I will apologize for talking to him. I will apologize. I shouldn't have done that. I should have fought more professionally. I shouldn't have talked to him during the fight. But I needed to whip him. That was my job, and I whipped him. And you guys are saying all these things. Him. What about all these fouls he's giving me? I like. Like you saying it was brutal? It's not my job to stop the fight. It's the referee's job to stop the fight. It's the judge's job to stop the fight. It's the doctor in his corner. That's their job to stop the fight. It's not my job to stop the fight. Damn, if you want to crucify dude. anyone, crucify them. Um, that's fucking and Howard Cosell. Amazing, like, Howard dude. Cosell was always a dick. Beautiful, right? <laughs> Howard Cosell was always a dick, and he was like, give, like pressing him, and then. Ali just got sick of it, and he's just like, why is it that this, why why me? Why all of a sudden, you guys have hated me from the beginning because I talk, because of who I'm a fan boy, because I'm not afraid of who I am. Ever since I, like, converted to Islam, I've gotten all this ridiculous criticism out of nowhere. And he's just, he, he's bringing out, he's like, all these white men, these are what the press is, there are white men criticizing me for no reason, this is wrong. Like, and like, after all these 
hundred years. Like, and this, remember, at this is a time like that fight happened um, in nineteen sixty seven or sixty six. Damn, so, that's right that's before Civil War. Yeah. This is right like before. he was friends with uh, Chorus Civil Malcolm X. It's right so, before the Civil Rights Movement. It's literally yeah, it's like it's literally, this, dude. Like it's a couple it's years. Literally in the heat up of it, I feel yeah. like. Like it's he when he came, he went to Rome in nineteen sixty. I think sixty five was the end of the Civil Rights Movement. I believe. In, Something like that, yeah. He went to Rome in 1960, okay? Like, and during the the heat of everything of like this, you know, on, and he came back home after winning a gold medal at the Olympics and tried to go to a restaurant and they wouldn't let him in because he was black. He said, "Really? I'm wearing a gold medal. I like represented our country." He's like, "No, you're so not allowed." The last movement was uh, 54 to 68. 68 was the last. Well, that's when, and that was also the year that uh, that was a year King got in shot. Which, that, King got shot that year. That was a year in which Muhammad Ali was suspended. He wasn't allowed to box anymore. He was undefeated. He was in his prime years, and they said, "Well, you need to go over and fight." He's like, "I will not fight them. I will not travel 10,000 miles across the planet to murder and destroy another poor people. For 400 years, you've treated my people horribly, and now that we're finally fighting for equality, you want to box us up and ship us out to kill more poor people? For what? For your benefit? No, I refuse to do that. It's against my religion to do this, and I will not. I and stand he, up for that no matter what. You want to throw me in jail? Throw me in jail. I'm not afraid of that. You can send me in jail. Uh, they're not my opposers. They never called me nigga. You're my opposer when I'm on justice. You're my opposer when I'm on equality. You're my enemy. I'll die fighting right here, right now, fighting you. You're the enemy. Damn, dude. Holy. That was in 68? No, that was in 60 fucking. That was 60. Was that was 68. This was like uh, around that time, like 67, 68. Damn, That's when he got dude. his license taken away. That's, he wasn't allowed to that's fight. When he was yeah, for to three years. Go to the draft, right? Yeah, he dodged. No, he did not dodge a fight. They claim he dodged. They claim he dodged. They did a test, and he failed the test. And then, even though he failed the test, they still wanted to draft him. And he's like, "I failed their test, you know. They didn't before they even tested me again. They said you got to go, and all this stuff. And like, and of course, at the time, he's friends with Malcolm X, and he's trying to be part of the civil rights movement. And he's speaking out for his people. And like, of course, he's whipping everyone. No one can even touch him. He was so untouchable at this point that like, it's like, well, we can't get rid of this fucking guy. And to be and I, like, this man met so much, both in and out of the ring. Uh, yeah, he did so much outside of the ring. Like nothing. I, I mean, he dude, almost did more. I, I, I don't. I will say that. I will say that. Yeah, he almost he did, did more outside of the did, ring. And people don't even know a lot of it. All they know is that, like, uh, Bill Burr talks about how when he talked about Muhammad Ali being the greatest athlete and ambassador of any sport has ever had, be like, all he did was punch things. It's like and he said the greatest person. He even like, you like, don't put a know person anything in, about because the being brave enough just to do what I told you about is. Astro fucking nomical, but he went above and beyond and he stuck with his religion from day one. And he was everyone has all these stories of meeting him and him being the most gracious, kindest person ever. There was in nineteen ninety, after battling Parkinson's for six years, okay, for six years he's been battling Parkinson's. In nineteen ninety, fucking uh Saddam Hussein had fifteen American hostages. And America wanted to bomb him, of course, before uh, Desert Storm. And he's like, well, I have these hostages. You can't do shit. Muhammad Ali traveled over there to speak with Saddam Hussein himself. He made him wait over a week. He ran out of his medication. He was free. His body was shutting down because he didn't have his part of his medication. They had to go through doctor after doctor all over the country to finally get him his medication. Then he got to see Saddam Hussein, and he convinced him to give him those 15 hostages. This guy was an ambassador not just for the sport, for humanity. What? 
Are you yeah, fucking wait, serious? hold on. I agree. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> this fucking happened. You can see footage of it too, by the way. And these people, like, they interviewed what? a bunch of. Why was that not, like, wait, hold on. That's they not interviewed these knowledge. people. They interviewed these people, and they all say, like, yeah, I owe my life to him. I owe my life to him. He saved me. He said, and like wives going, he saved our whole family by taking him home, by bringing him home. Dude. And of course, Where right are after, prophet? No wonder he's, why sitting, like, yeah, he's sitting the there. Muhammad. He's sitting the, at a table. Muhammad his, Ali, not his, Muhammad the fucking prophet. His people are telling him like they want to say thank you. They want to all these people. They want to come to you. They want to celebrate. And he's like, they don't owe me nothing. He can barely talk at this point. Like they don't owe me nothing. They don't owe me nothing. Don't even no. They don't owe me nothing. He was such a gracious, kind human being to, and because like I said, he fought for his, his presence, not just on the sport, everything he's done in the sport was incredible. You know, coming back out of that three-year suspension, he lost brutally to Joe Frazier. Then he got his jaw broken and lost to Kenny Norton, all right? These are two Hall of Fame boxers, and he lost to both of them. And then both of those guys got brutally knocked out by George Foreman. George Foreman came through the ranks undefeated was just powerhouse his way through everyone joe frazier was champion foreman gets in the ring with him knocks him three down three times in the first round joe frazier goes down and that's where we get this famous call down goes frazier down goes frazier down goes frazier three times in the first round comes out for the second round because joe frazier was all heart and he got knocked down another three times. And he got up. After six knockdowns, Joe Frazier was still on it, got to his feet. But the referee was like, that's enough. No more. George Foreman became heavyweight champion. And right after that, he took on Ken Norton, the guy who broke Ollie's jaw. And destroyed Ken Norton Was that Ollie's first, lo- first loss? Joe Frazier was. Ken Norton was Frazier. the second loss. Yeah, yeah. So you have these two great men who both beat Ollie, and then they both got knocked out in the second round by George Foreman. It's the Everyone's saying, everyone right, saying that. Well, thing that and, there's about. a whole triangle that goes within Yeah, yeah like we talked about Yeah, sorry, Adney. Go ahead. Everyone is saying that Ollie is going to die if you fight George. You are, there's no way you're going to win this fight. You need Don't even try. Like He's going to be champion for the next 20 fucking years. Don't even think about it. He's like, that's what they said about Sonny Liston. They said Sonny Liston would be champion forever, and I whipped him twice. I will beat this man too. I will beat them all. And he fought a rematch against Ken Norton and beat him. Barely. It was such a close fight. Just nearly passed Ken Norton. Fought Joe Frazier again. It was just a 10-round fight this time, and he just barely won a really boring fight. And he's like, you barely got past those guys in rematches. George Foreman is going to kill you. And the fight happened in in Zaire, Africa. Yeah, Africa, and yeah. That's where Rumble Africa in the jungle, bans all across. That's yes. where the, the whole, whole entire motherfucking jungle the whole world, the whole world was watching. Yes, it fucking was. Everyone and is with all every yeah yeah everyone because like because of who he is as a person and because George Foreman was this closed off guy. Muhammad Ali was charismatic and he was he loved the people and they just fell in love with him as you do. And coming out to the ring, the people were like. Ali, Bumbae, Ali, Bumbae, which meant like Ali kill him. <laughs> like seriously? Yeah, they were like That's so amazing. <laughs> and he, of course, like as we know now, like Ali won that fight. Not only win it, but he won it by knockout. And what's funny is the last shot that he throws is a hard right hand that just sends like uh, George like reeling back f- at first into the ropes, and then he starts f- coming forward at Ali, falling down. And George points this out several times, like right there. See right there. Back of my head is to him. He could have hit me one more time or at least two more times on my way down. He could have definitely made sure I didn't get up, but he didn't. He saw the opening, 
but he didn't take the shot. He let me fall on my own. That right there is why I think he's the greatest ever. George Damn. Foreman has so much love and respect for Ali, not just for beating Didn't him up for everything. Did they friends afterwards? Yeah, George, like after George Foreman went through his own like uh, personal like of dealing with oh, his losses and all this man. stuff, he came back and like he 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 he, his, he loved he ended he's, up loving he's Ali. He's literally one of I think he's if not the top number two of hardest hitters within boxing. George like, Foreman ever. is like, ever yeah. ever. Ever. Most people. And he's sitting here with a grill. You know, you just put your meat in. Well, it knocks that out, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's calling me about George Foreman <laughs> is ranked by a lot of people ranked as the hardest puncher in heavyweight history. If you do the ratio by wins and knockout wins, he has the highest knockout ratio. But if it's like total fights and knockouts, he's like third or something. But um. Incredible puncher, and of course, uh, he beat him. But and like, here's what's so fascinating. Even after that, like, what's funny is his last four fights, he only won one of them. But one of those fights that he won was the third time he became the heavyweight champion of the world. Three. He he will always be recognized as one of the greatest fighters, probably the greatest heavyweight of all time. And he loved to say that. He goes, he goes. um, He said, "I'm the greatest heavyweight of all time." And like he, he, his hero was Sugar Ray. The way he, the reason why he fought, the way he fought, was because he, his greatest hero was Sugar Ray Robinson. And he still would say throughout his life, Sugar Ray Robinson was pound for pound the greatest fighter that ever lived. But I am the greatest heavyweight. Um, he, how many boxes have quoted Sugar Ray Robinson being the greatest? A lot, like, like most of them. That's so amazing. So does it go <laughs> Sugar Ray and then? Okay. Well, Sugar Ray, we that's, already that's, a, that's, that's, that's a different conversation. My totally point, like, back to the thing is. Yeah. He that was like, and these are just glimpses, like to try and go into detail of everything he accomplished, everything he did, both in and out of the ring, would do a disservice to him. It would take way too long to try and get through this. We're gonna need like five fucking days to get through everything. Well, that's he's why done. you have these ESPN dude. They're gonna be like thirty for thirty. This what the thing 30, is, is like, 30. I like the best look you're gonna get at Muhammad Ali is when ESPN Classic did ringside on him. And you can find some of the footage on YouTube, but I haven't been able to find all of it. But that's the because most all the, like that's the thing is a lot of the shit that we're seeing on like ESPN is like not well done. It's not good enough. It doesn't really encapsulate him. I think uh, when Jim Lampley does his episode, no, it's of, the HBO specials that you want. It's HBO true. does good doc, but uh, Jim Lampley has a show called The Fight Game, and when he does it on Muhammad Ali, it's going to be absolutely. Jim I think, Lampley has his own show. Yeah, but uh, like the, the impact that he had was so great. Like. Today, I today was the first time I went into my gym since hearing about what happened, him dying on Friday, and the first walk in is just regular people working out, and that's like okay. But then when you get to the other side of the gym and it's the boxers, there was a tonal shift that I haven't never felt in a boxing gym. There was this visceral feeling of, wow, he's really gone. It was almost as if there was a presence in the in the gym that wasn't there. It was like everyone felt that Muhammad was with us. Um, like every day that... Um, fuck, hold on, give me a minute. I love it. No, I yeah, love I it. I do too. This is, this is great. He inspired so many... Men and women to lace up the gloves for the first time, to walk into a boxing gym, to want to be the next Muhammad Ali. That when I went to the gym, there wasn't even that. There's just a couple of guys there, but the feeling of dread and the feeling of 
we used to have like just this thought that he was there and this thought and it felt gone a little the gym felt a little bit more colder and a little bit more emptier and i think from now on whenever anyone steps into a ring with those gloves on it's they're gonna have that impact and uh it was so much so i remember um a couple like the the days after the news everyone was talking about it everyone mm -hmm. was saying rest yeah. in peace everyone was saying all these things and a friend of ours who's a huge boxing fan was like dude aren't you fucking irritated by all this dude like these motherfuckers who've never watched a single fucking boxing match are saying all these things that like they were inspired by Muhammad and like they loved him and like all this stuff doesn't that make you mad i was like dude to tell you like the truth it really doesn't um i think it really speaks to him if anything cuz he was able to connect with those who aren't average fans? This man, because like, even me, like I posted something about. It, I was like, dude, we, I was like, we. This is something I even posted on my Facebook. I was like, we lost someone. Like, we're gonna talk about this. This is gonna be a huge chunk of our podcast. And I, I, I plugged the podcast, and I said this is gonna be a huge chunk of the podcast. But I was like, Conor McGregor would know nothing about. Shit talking would know nothing and about aggravating. Since I was like, would know nothing about aggravating his opponent. If it wasn't for it, what the fuck? Everyone does now. It's basically the simple, I'm the shit, and you are a piece of shit. That's what every, it's all the same thing, but Ollie did it in such a, rev, it was, wasn't even done before, and he was doing it in such an entertaining, hey, lighthearted way. Has it been done since? Not the way Has he it did it. Done since? I, there's been a couple of guys who tried to rhyme Chill. here and there, but it felt like such a robbery of what okay, Ollie was. Vein, I, vein, His fucking amazing, like he had these great two fucking, yeah, like, you know, those great fucking nicknames of, you know, like, I'm going to call Sonny Liston the bear, the big ugly bear. I'm going to call uh, Floyd Patterson the rabbit, George Foreman the mummy, uh, fucking uh, Joe Frazier the big ugly gorilla. The way he would put it together, he's just like, before the Foreman fight, and they're like, oh, he's like, they're interviewing, he's like, oh, I did something special for this fight. Like, really? He's all, yeah, I wrestle an alligator. <laughs> like, immediately laughs. He goes, then I tussled with a whale. I handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. <laughs> I murdered a rock, and I injured a stone, hospitalized brick. Man, I'm so bad, I make medicine sick. Damn. <laughs> and this was just a constant barrage of these kinds of things, and that's what I was saying like a minute ago of, that's why it doesn't bother me. It's like he had such a cultural impact outside of the ring that we can have people who've never seen a boxing match and never will, and then he still meant something to him. The fact that they still felt that they should say something because of what he meant to the world and the impact that's going to be reverberated for who knows how long, maybe fucking forever. Who knows? He had such a, he, he means so much. And I really do think he is the most iconic sports figure ever in any sport. Like the re like Freddie Roach has said this a hundred times. He says the reason why he keeps his gym gym open, the reason why he he doesn't want to stop training even though his health is so bad, is because you never know when the next Ali is gonna walk through those doors. Um, Bruce Lee himself said he would be terrified to fight Ali because he would lose badly. Uh, like and that's just him as an athletic figure, let alone what he did outside of it and the fact that he means so much. I'm not like at first it, when it first heard the news i really was like fuck he's he is gone that's but thinking about it okay, more there's not like, like you can't be too sad because you have to understand like how how religious he was he he pro he probably went and left he's he like this is it i'm so ready to go i'm ready to go i'm at peace and i can't help i remember like telling you guys i l i would love to imagine 
that his last thought before drifting off was, I'm coming for you, Joe, one more time. Damn. I want it to be fuck ISIS, but whatever. <laughs> I want it to be fuck ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just trying to... I, like. <laughs> Do yourselves a favor, and if you want to, like, look up Muhammad Ali versus Cleveland Williams. It's only three rounds. It's three rounds of peak, peak Muhammad Ali at his very best athletically. It's absolutely brilliant. If you want to see his most exciting fight, Ali, Frazier 3, The Thriller in Manila. Ooh, ah, mmm, how's your uh, dating corner going, guys? I want to talk about these stupid fucking apps. Adney's too cool. Adney doesn't do apps no more. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I don't like. Adney don't fuck around with apps. He just goes to bars and he gets lucky. You know, like he's just fucking Rico Suave. So good for you. How do you think he goes to bars? Like, <laughs> he sits at home and be like, you want to come over and watch fucking Tron or something? <laughs> Tron? <laughs> Tron. <laughs> What the Adney. fuck, man? Yeah. Doors closed. I don't know what you watch. Sometimes I think Tron. I'm hearing. I think I hear a certain actor. But I could be wrong. <laughs> so here's my problem. Is I can, like, I don't get a lot of matches, okay? I'm not the king of Tinder or anything like that. I'm not <laughs> Mr. Boss on Tinder. Like, I got the prettiest smile and I got this. Shout and, out to Adam Lee. I use super <laughs> cool. Such a nod. I use Such super, a nod to Adam I use super Lee. cool acronyms. <laughs> and, like, I'm A-Nod. so. A-Nod. I'm not the A-Nod. I'm so I'm Whatever. I fucking literally put myself on there wearing Stevie's fucking clothes with my dad bod. Now, it's not a horrible bod, but yeah, just a beer belly. Well, well, that's, not like a, that's not even like a real beer belly. Amelia like. Clark likes dad bods. I read <laughs> yeah, an article. I told him that. She's all about it. We're watching Game of Thrones. Well, then I'm Amelia Clark likes dad bods. Yeah, she's all about me then because I'm also dark just like her ex-husband. She What's said he's too He's like, you're not olive enough. Anyways. So, I can actually get numbers, which is kind of weird, because I don't get a lot of matches. I'll admit it right now. Like, I'm not like, match, match, match. No, no, no. Like, I'll swipe for about, like, five minutes, and I'll get, like, one or two. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a hot shot. I don't have 105 fucking matches, because I'm just like, I get it. That's fine. I even, I, like, I get that. Like, I'm not the guy that, like, if I was a girl, I probably wouldn't, like, to be honest, swipe right on me, unless I was an awesome fucking chick. So that's how I know <laughs> that at least the matches <laughs> that I that's get. That's why I don't get matches, because there's so few awesome quality girls out Bam! there. Bam! Only exactly the awesome ones like me. Obviously. Neither is it a chick. fucking awesome. Obviously. Obviously. Because on top of that, the matches that I do get, I get like, I want to say 80 to 85. 90's a little high. But 80 to 85% of their numbers. Like, I get the numbers, and then that's where everything goes on. Like, so once I get their number, once I get their number. No, no, once I get their number. Yeah, <laughs> don't change no, that. Uh, don't ever change that. That was fucking beautiful. <laughs> once I get their number. Uh, it it kind of runs into, like, a stalemate because I've already, like, getting the number was so hard that I already fired all, the, like, the hard-hitting questions. Whether sometimes with some... Matches or girls or whatever. So it'll like, be you, about you like, the numbers. You're like, all right, thank you, great. <laughs> he, <laughs> ran out of, he ran out of tricks. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's like, hey, oh, this is Chris. <laughs> yeah, this is Kristen. The toolbox is empty, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just like, once I got the number, <laughs> it all goes away. Yeah, it He's all, like, all, right, all goes away. A, we had fun. I'll see you later. Like, like I can't, I can't restart like a conversation that we even had through the app. It's like, man, I've already like. 
And by the time I have the number, I've asked them so much shit. It's like, I know what's on repeat on their iPod. That's a, that's one that I go to. I mean, that's a really good question. What's on repeat for you right now, like, music-wise? Sometimes I say iPod. I was My, saying the, iPod. The new Lumineers album has been on repeat for Yo, me. For I like was saying two solid weeks, dude. I, I was saying iPod, and this girl was like, some people don't have iPods. And, like, that was the only response that I got. Like, she was mad Whoa. that I said iPod. Whoa, because geez. she didn't have an iPod. You know, I, you know, I, when I had a Tinder where I would always... Uh, do is ask girls their favorite Disney princess, and then when they would tell me, I would rip the movie apart and tell them why that's a shitty princess and why they shouldn't like that movie. That's a horrible way to go about things. Even when they send me songs, because sometimes I'll get YouTube. Hey man, we all got our own ways to do things. (laughs) Well, obviously that's not why you have anyone anymore. (laughs) Yeah, shots fired. Anyways, (laughs) Uh, so. Oh, by the way, there's, I get a, the drink, there's a drinking game. There's an alcohol cash drinking game. Anytime Christmas says shots fired, you take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Adney insults someone, take a shot. <laughs> it, it was it was Dak that Dak, started. Yeah, Dak, Dak, Dak started. Dak started. Dak that was those were the first two rules. Which is was, so funny. Your shots fired. Or yeah, shots me insulting one of you. Insulting somebody. <laughs> you fucking drink, and yeah. that is so funny. Fucking killing piece of shit. Okay, so what I'm asking you guys, <laughs> what what the whole thing is about? So what, like, so after I've like done all the groundwork, now what I'm trying to do is get them on a date. I'm like, I need a face. If I have a face to face interaction with any of these girls, I guarantee I'm fine. A face to face interaction, it's over. Because I'm a great, I'm charismatic, dude. Like, I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to fucking rape you. If you want to leave on the first night, <laughs> you can leave. Like, no big deal. I'm not an there. asshole. I'm, I'm not, not going to chop you up. No, like, no fucking, I just want to go to dinner and have a fucking conversation with somebody. Yeah, like, is exactly. that so much to ask for? It and it shot. is. Like, it's so much to ask for just a simple fucking date and have a conversation with the fucking opposite sex that I happen to find attractive. And for some reason, or interesting. I'll have I'll all these numbers. I have all these numbers, and I've asked it's them tender. all no for dates. Interesting. I've asked them all for dates, and they're always like, oh, yeah, next week, or oh, yeah, um, this day, or no, no, or, or, or whatever. There's always an excuse, or there's always, it's this day, or it's always, it's this day, and then it gets pushed back, and it gets pushed back. So my whole entire thing is, why give me your number? I, I don't understand. So obviously, I did something right. To make you give me your number, and then so I did something wrong by asking by trying, if by you want to have a date. By pursuing, like, I, don't, I don't understand. By pursuing the attraction, that's what, what happens. That. Is usually once I get the number, I go for the call. I'm like, oh hey, hey, this is Chris. I would love to meet up for a date whenever you can. If not, it's okay, no biggie. But this is my number. It's usually something around that. Once I get the number, I, I immediately try to get the date. I have the number. I've already done all the talking. I feel like to get. Like, why give me your number? Because there's certain girls that won't give me their numbers. They're like, no, 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 that's not how this works. You gotta talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, give me a kike. Kick. Oh, I always say kike, and I guess that's, that's an offensive super race. That's, that's super racist. So what is it? It's called kick? Yeah, give me a kick. Those are give fake. Give me a kick? Those are bots. So all the kicks are bots? Yes, because yes. I don't know. Anything that says kick is a bot. How many of you have been talking to? <laughs> Two. Oh, this 90% success rate. No, no, no. I've only had two kicks, and one of them seems, I mean, like, she still seems real. It'd be hard. It'd be, like, I feel like this one would be, no, like, you guys anything could, like, that's go If she's not a bot, it, she's like, probably a somebody who's just trying to get something out of you, not actually a date. Okay, not so she might not be fuck. a bot. I could she's see her trying to get something you. out of me. I could see that, but she's a real person. Like, she sent me, like, these fucking people personal, are, like, I don't know, These man. people like, aren't real people. 
Yeah, know. women are real people. I mean, Chris. I mean, in their souls. No, Abby. They are facades. Women are real people. They were once a person, and now they're just a ghostly shell of who they could. I have mean, been. I can see that, dude. It's a soul trapped in a Which shell. Which is why I deleted Tinder, and I've been way happy. Well, it's not ever just since. Tinder; it's all of them. It's not. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the other ones like proclaim that, like, oh, we're not here for hookups, like whatever it might be, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, you're in your progress, but your fucking fourth picture is your snatch. The kick, whatever, bro. The kick me's one thing. Thing. Okay, I can get with you guys on that. Kick my vagina, thing. but I'm Whatever. not. But, okay, once I like get a <laughs> number, <laughs> like the number's not fake, and there's been some times where they send me like Sometimes a photo. Numbers I mean, are I fake. Get, so are you trying to say that they're all catfishing me? Like every uh, every like that's not true. We we, we know of no. Adam. Like not it's, like it works. So what's not working for me? They're not all bots. Your okay? name isn't Adam. <laughs> they're not all bots. I'm not that fucking retarded. No, I, I can know, like I know that. I like I'm not that fucking stupid. I, I might be getting think... played by a couple. Okay, I'll give you that. But like. There the expe- yeah, I think like what you, you you alluded to it before is level one is getting the match. You pass level one. Okay, actually having a conversation. That's level two. Getting the number, oh, you just got the pass to level three. But now that you're in level three, you actually have to work at it before you can get the date. That's not less level five. Which is such so And you're trying stupid. to skip it like through the tubes in Mario World. And they're not letting you. They get mad. Bruh, you well, can't, just, no, you can't like, just know, like, you, you, you don't just go to fucking, you don't just go to level two and skip to fucking 11th world. That like, I know I need that. face-to-face interaction. I know that I need that. That is something about, that yeah. is going to benefit me. I think that they need worried you're a girl. creep. Like, they thought, oh, this guy is nice, but as soon as he, like, okay, I gave him my number, but then he automatically wants a date? Like, that's... Maybe they get a little startled because it's so fast. Not even automatic. Like, oh, tomorrow, 8 o'clock, you're there. I'll well, kill no, you. No, no, no it's, it's like, like you know, hey, maybe next no. week or something. Immediately like, asking, I mean. Maybe when you just be like, hey, this is Chris. Here's my number. Sometimes I don't ask. Okay, I've tried yeah, it every real, way. Real. I've tried it every hey, fucking way. Hey, this is Chris. It doesn't does my number matter. Like, what I think Dak, oh, is Let me that... tell you, like, Dak got, Dak got me. The first thing she did, I didn't even know she was a freak. I, she surprised me. Nipple pierced. All that shit. Completely fucking Yeah, surprised. such a freak. She makes me punch her in the face. It's pretty freaky. Honey. The nipple thing wasn't, at? though. What are you but getting no, at? But the reason that I was taking my surprise by it, first off, her pictures are all of her with her cat. It's a cat lady. Like, she has the cat hugged up on her. I'm a cat lady. Yeah, That's I swipe show. right on all those yeah, ladies now, because now, I want a fucking... A real person? Now I didn't know someone's real at this fucking because I'm a cat dad. Jesus. She only hit me because of the books. She goes, the library, I I love the books, blah, blah, blah. Then we get into talking subtly. I have to force the conversation into anything sexual. This is completely after I got her number. So I waited even after I got her number to even get into anything remotely that we're gonna hang out. Oh yeah, but you'll go straight into sex. Like that no, it got, so no, fucking it got, backwards, it got dude. Brought into sex. It's so bad. Way later, like after they'll talk I got about number. sex and they'll talk about all this fucking shit before they'll actually meet up with you. I'm not a fucking serial killer. Like I just, <laughs> I don't understand. Give me the podcast. Like, Jesus <laughs> I'm not Christ. a fucking serial killer. Like, it's, it's simple. So I'm not fucking, a fucking serial killer. It's so frustrating. But like <laughs> the way yeah. that fucking everything is right now and everything, like everyone has to be protected and all this fucking stuff. Like, I can't say that I even blame them. I really can't. I'm just frustrated with the whole fucking thing because it's not easy oh, to go yeah, out I to bars hey, and meet girls at bars hear. because then they assume you're a fucking creep and you just want to bang them at the bars. It's, it's like, well, what true. the fuck do you want? <laughs> exactly. Do you want me to sit here and talk to you and get to know you and then try and take you out or do you want me to go and try to fuck you? Like, 
Like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I seem like right now in the dating world, the women have their cake and they eat it too. Yes, there is always that little big, there's that big cloud over them that they could get raped. But you can take precautions. You can have a taser, okay? I'm not talking about walking around with a gun. But a taser is going to stop 95% of men. Now, there are still going to be a certain type of man that can go through a fucking taser. Okay, you have those type of women. Okay, that those no, type no, no, of no, no, cases 95%, 95% of rapists. But we're normal <laughs> men. We're normal men. Rapists are I'm like, just saying, like, rapists it's are so out of set. control right now. Rapists like, are no one even wants to go on a fucking male date. population. Like, like, here's the thing. is like, uh... Like, do you ever, when you ask him out on a date, do you ever, like, mention a specific spot? I mention the spot before I ask him on dates sometimes. I'll be like, oh, have you ever heard of Caselli's? Um, they have a great uh, record player there, and I always listen to Frank Sinatra's blah, blah, blah. Do you <laughs> nice. like Frank Sinatra? So there's, that's a layered fucking question. There are multiple fucking questions in there. It's not it's attacking build, you or anything. It's obviously a And then she says, no, I haven't heard of Caselli's. You don't talk about the Franks now. You don't talk any any. You just say no. I, I, I think I think like the maybe try. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good. Dumb your shit. I'm just yeah. frustrated. Oh, I'm there's just, a big, I don't understand. There's like a big public event happening. Would you like to go and meet up and hang out there? Oh, big. So it's a big public area. So it's less to feel threatened about. It's a place she knows about. That she knows it exists and knows it's there. Like. I can understand, like, I don't know where that is, that Caselli's. I've never been there. I don't know if I'll like it. Like, it's because that has the best lasagna. I love taking dates there because they play Frank. Like, it's the You gotta best. wait, though. Make, wait, till the, <laughs> wait till the date means something. So do the public place first, and then if that works well, be like, okay, they're, now they're I actually... More comfortable now they, now they're comfortable with you in person. I mean, that's if we even get to that part of the fucking conversation talking about where we were going on the date. Usually, it's, like, it's just, it's just it's Ask a bummer. Ask a bitch to meet you at Food Truck it's Friday. It's a fucking bummer. Like, <laughs> food tr- like yeah, food apparently, I just have to, I have to yeah. sit down downtown what and I got, just I got wait asked out like, I just I don't understand you the wait. game anymore, Addy gets man. asked out this would piss me off <laughs> Addy gets asked out you wanna go to Food Check Friday sure whatever it's cause I tell everyone on the podcast that one of my biggest turn ons is the girl coming after me that's kinda working yeah, out like was that a different is this, is this a new person that asked you out to Food Check Friday Stevie, who it is, or who it it is, is my fight it's not the podcast but <laughs> I'm pulling you aside right now I'm the editor Adney <laughs> I'm asking you personally Motherfucker, you're getting nasty. Yeah, it's your turn now. What? Food Jack Fridays, Apparently, you got shit going on. You just foreshadowed Food Jack Fridays. How the fuck are you Check getting dates? Check off gun, Abby. How the fuck are you What's getting dates? What's the game like? You don't have, you what happened? You ain't got no apps. You barely go out. You, you ain't got, got no apps. Like, you're not even eating apps because you're just going straight to dessert. With exactly. Fish, you know what what the fuck? <laughs> it's all word of mouth? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> word of mouth. I'm really that much of a yeah. piece of shit that I can't get a word of mouth pussy? talking about me, dude. Gets me around. All the bitches are talking at me. I can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> and the echoes uh, of the my above. mind. <laughs> That's a good song, dude. I guess hang out with the Beatles. <laughs> like I do hate like um I'm like I said before, like I am in like the same boat as you of just being exhausted no, from No, but dating. you still meet women. How do you meet I got asked out. That doesn't mean I'm meeting a bunch of women. Okay, that's not the same. You got asked out. How Once. does that happen? Like, are you at a bar and you're just like drinking whiskey and you're like, oh, I'm just so drained. And then a girl comes up to you. Like, Some girls oh, who know me, really. Okay. Well, like, so if I meet a, a I meet a girl. That's what I'm yeah. asking. Is yeah. it a stranger? Yeah, strangers don't ask me out. That's okay. insane. Well, wait, wait, wait. I mean, it's sidebar. How did I go the other night when I introduced you? Should I go with the glasses? Oh. I totally wingman the fuck out of that. You're How is that a sidebar? No, she that's has. That's totally not, not, within the dating court. That is. No. 
There, yeah, there was this. There was this. Yeah, we were. It was our friend's birthday party. So we were. There was a really cute girl there. there we were at. A, we were at our friend's the twins, which you mentioned prior. The twins' um, birthday party. Adney saw some adorable girl. He's like, dude, that girl with the glasses. I knew her, and I was like, hey, I'll wingman it for you, Adney. He never Come said on. that. I didn't say that. No, I was like, no, he mentally said it. What <laughs> happened was exactly. we were there, and I remember like seeing a bunch of people there, and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, and I was like, oh. That one over there, who's that one? And he goes, oh, dude, that's fucking, uh, what's blah, blah, blah. he goes, that's what's his name's wife, dude, what the fuck? And she, she's Marisol. Not her, you simple fuck, I know who she is. The cute one with the glasses, that one right there. She goes, oh, that's fucking so-and-so. Um, I was like, is she, and then like, she was like, there was like this guy standing next to her, and I was like, is she, are they a thing? Are they together? She was like, no, I'm pretty sure she, 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 you can she's me recently. She, you said she twice about this. Twice. You should like replace her about. with Stevie. So, I'm a man, Abby. So, I'm a half a man, but I'm still a man, you piece of shit. Stevie goes, I'm pretty sure she's recently single. And everything, I was like, oh, well, we should. I'm going to try and make that happen. So I did, like, the night, like, we, I did go, I introduced myself, we were joking, Steve but, was there. Steve was at a party! No, no, it's I brought, mutual friends! I was like, Adney, come with me. We, we went together, and we start making jokes about yeah, her being a fucking drug dealer. We're over there, I start fucking with her, I'm like, Adney, come with me. We start talking, I'm like, hey, when did you get back from LA? Because I knew she just got back from LA, I've known her for a little while. And I'm making a conversation with Adney next to me, and Adney and I start hitting the jokes, immediately, talking shit. Adney's like, well, what'd you go to LA for? And then she was like, well, I wasn't really where I was like, oh, you're yeah, a Yeah, I said it hella aggressively like that, too. <laughs> no, but... What'd you go to LA for? <laughs> well, Adney and I... Baby girl. Adney and I were... Commu- uh, I was communicating with her. Adney smoothed it in and instantly started being fucking funny towards her, making her laugh. I was right there. Like, I, I started it out. Like, the thing started of me And then you slowly were backing her, away. And I slowly backed away. Yeah. I started out, brought Adney in... Adney starts hitting the fucking shit, being hilarious, and then I slowly backed away, and I left him there with her. What happened after that, by the way? I never asked you. Oh, like, it was, like we were having, like, a great conversation, like, having fun talking and everything. Just what happened was um, one of our friends got a little too drunk, and she, along with her friend, had to escort him to the car and oh, leave. Oh, yeah. So they were taking uh, yeah, off, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So that derailed you. You didn't get a phone number? No, man. You ain't even tight enough to get a phone number. No. I you ain't even tight! St- Doesn't matter if you phone number anyway, so stop it! <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so mad. It's just it's so frustrating, man. Yeah, so dating sucks. It's a fucking pain in the ass. And like IQ, like... Dating fucking sucks. And after you have just been... It cheated, shouldn't suck. I right hate... now it should be the easiest that it's ever yeah. fucking been. I hate And everyone wants fucking... to put on this like facade of like, I'm not a slut or blah blah blah. Fuck all these fucking terms. I do not give a shit how many fucking dudes you have slept with. I do give a shit if you slept with somebody right before you went on this date with me. That's a fucking problem. But for that, I don't give a shit. I am not like, I just... It's so much harder than it needs to be. It's almost, it was easier back in the day because if a lady is at a bar, they know they're going to get hit on. They know that it's not going to be just because he's a man and he's going to get this power over me. I'm going to start all over right now because everything I was just saying was nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to edit all that out. And the point that I was trying to make is that <laughs> dating shouldn't be harder now than it was then. And I don't know if that's because of the times and I guess like 
ladies. It almost makes it sound sexist. Like, I, I feel like if, if a lady was at a bar in, like, the 50s, they knew that they were going to get hit on, and they were kind of expecting it, and they weren't as, like, reluctant towards or as aggressive towards it when it happened. Like, they would allow it to happen, and sometimes um, maybe they're allowed to, like, brush them off or whatever. Like, I, I can't tell you what happened in those situations. I'm just, I just think that it was easier back then because if a lady went out, she knew that she was going to get hit on. If a lady goes out now, she knows that she's going to get hit on, but there's like an aggressive tone towards everyone that's hitting on her, regardless of the way that the man tries to approach her, regardless if it's respectful, regardless of any of these other things, they're just immediately aggressive because they assume that all you want to do is fuck, and that's just... Or they assume you're a fucking creep who's going to assault them. Or that, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and that's, the, that's another thing, it's like, that's a complete element to it, and so it's like, yeah, I can't sit here and say that, like, that's not a thing, so that's a thing, so, like, how, I guess... What we're trying to delve at is, like, how do you, you get over that, I guess? Like, how do you, as, like, uh, somebody who's just, like, a, essentially a stranger to these ladies, is how do you get over that, like, hump that, like, they, they're they comfortable enough to go on a date with you, I guess, is what I'm really trying to get at. How do you it's get them fucking, that, like, like Dude, you know, it's such like, a fucking crapshoot. And, like, and anytime, through just a message, it's so hard. And it's like a text message. You don't get tone. You don't get, like... Like, anytime like, I've had luck... My sense of humor is different than yours. You're not going to get the joke. Oh, that's the like, big thing, too. Is like there's a, so much stuff. Jokes can be risky. Because like, you'll take... And that's the age that we're in right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You'll say, like, a joke. Like, totally, like, oh, yeah, it's maybe this. Maybe this. Maybe like this joke. And they take it too seriously. And it just... Odd... It's fucking it comes to a I streaking hole. And, and yeah, and way yeah, too much. What's funny is like I've done that. Like, yeah, it's not, like, these questions. It's like I said, it is a crapshoot. Like any, all, any, every time I've ever gotten luck at a bar with a girl that I didn't know prior is because I was with a friend or someone and we were having just a great time. And it was like you're putting out this vibe of the fun guy or the fun person, and then there's like some looks or whatever. And like they, they, there's a couple of hints that the girl or a girl will give out. That opens the door, and then you can find your own way to casually start a conversation. Like, you see her go to the bar to get a drink, and then maybe you walk over to the same part of the bar to order a drink, too. And then you just strike up a conversation, like, and you can do it but that But how way. do you do it solo? Because you, you... When you're, you're biased, right, that's you keep, I don't you know. keep bringing up all these great examples, but it's always... With a friend or through this. That's my thing. I'm, that, I'm always with a friend. Yeah, yeah like, it's, you have to touch like, Adam. Never, I'm, I'm good. I'm good in group if environments. You are solo. You I'm money. Adam Lee. I'm money in group environments. It's it's without the group. It's without interaction face to face. Exactly. I don't, if I have face to face interaction, like I'm all systems go. I have no complaints. Or some chicks are like, no, fuck you. You you ain't shit. And I'm like, okay, no problems. And then there's some that fuck with me. Like. Face-to-face interactions isn't... A, it's the whole, like, getting to that point. It's opening the door. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't... Like, I've never, like, just gone to a bar alone and gone on the hunt and just walked up to a girl and really started. It was always, oh, we're going out to a bar because we're with friends. Oh, look. Boom. Pretty girl. That's literally, I'm like, gonna, 50% now, of the generation before us. Like, like, oh, I met her at a bar. Now, look, I, I, I look at... I see this pretty girl. Now I'm going to sit here and hang out with my friends for a while and think for the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes of how I'm going to start this conversation. What's my game plan? Where's my open? Where's this opportunity where I can start a conversation? And how am I going to start it? What is she doing? What do I think she's going to do soon that I could take advantage of to start it? 
and it all is predicated upon I'm also having fun without her. You know? I didn't yeah, come I like there like just that. to hit on chicks. I came there to hang out with my friends and That's the hardest oh, part for me. It's like so oh, now look, this I have guy's to having fun without time. me. Exactly. And I have to divide my time now because now I have He's to, not like... a creep alone with no friends. No, he has a lot of friends and like they're all having fun. Like who doesn't want fun in their life, you know? It's... Yeah, but that guy also isn't actively seeking to hit on that girl. Yeah, you know, they want... I am that guy, and what I'll do is, like I said, is like, oh, spot her and work it out in my head how I'm going to approach her. And then I'll approach her, and then I'll spend a fucking hour just talking to her, and then out of nowhere, one of the guys come over, hey, what's going on? Who's that? I'm like, oh, it just matter. I'll give right you credit for that. Because that's I, pretty I the thing. I need the only lie, way. But whenever I'm fucking gelling with my friends and everything, like, I want, like, unless a girl is there or whatever, but, like, um, somebody outside of my circle, it's not even, like, it's not even there. You know? I'm like, all, you get, when I'm fucking... You get too in the zone yeah. with your friends? Yeah, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm there. That's I'm the, present, The you know? only way I can hit on girls, if it is a public... <laughs> every time. If the only way I can hit on girls, if it is a public event, if I'm with friends, is being that guy, being the guy of... Trying to be funny, trying to make jokes, making all your friends laugh, and they come along. I'm I'm never good at just walking up to someone and trying to spark conversation. I have to be funny with my friends, and I have to have them there, them either hear or like be a part of it. Like if I'm sitting at the bar with the twins, if I'm sitting at the bar with everybody. I've mo- had this happen multiple times working at La Strada. I'll be joking with the guys around me and the bartender. It also helps that you know the bartender. It does because the bartender will help you out. Because I've had plenty of times prior to me hanging out with Dak and being with Dak of Ashley going, hey, have you met my friend? Or Ashley going back Ashley's and forth. done the same and for me. Ashley it's like will a really bring good... in, she'll bring in this person to the side like, I'm trying to help you out. She's trying to make that triangle. She's trying to make that leap of, I know you, you know me, this person's by themselves or this person's over here quiet. Hey, you, this thing and that thing and like, boom, let me help you out over That's here. That's the... She's the ultimate. She's the ultimate wingman, wingwoman. That's that's she is. Dude, because it's she not is. only it's not only um a friend who's a woman because that gives you credit right there, but also the fact that she works at a bar. She works at this bar. She's here a lot. She sees you, so she knows you. So you must come there a lot. And on a consistent basis, she's seen you at a bar drunk, and she still likes you. She doesn't think you're a creep or anything like that. That shows that the other people that oh, this is a, a decent human being. That's hella true. Girls are a I've huge never part seen him. That's so true. <laughs> it's so crazy. Most girls are like, oh, he's a creep. Don't talk to that guy. That's fucking good. Dude. Sometimes That's the cool. girl can also be your Achilles heel because, like, if you're that close and you're that type, but your guys is it's it's not the same. Like, it's like a work relationship or whatever. That's a great dynamic. But you could also have the kind of opposite where you're like kind of friend zoned or whatever. But the chick that's walking by that you're checking out or whatever doesn't know your friend zone, and you guys are so tight it looks as if you're together so she automatically is like oh well she's with him and so I'm not even gonna really bother with that but he was attractive or whatever or at, or at the very least oh he's hitting on her it or, didn't work so now he's trying with me oh fuck no I'm so yeah it can work the opposite yeah that's but okay the whole entire thing is still coming back to the game right now is in the female's hands it's all oh, it's always it's always in the female's hands it's always up to them to be like yes or no 
And that's what I don't get because it's like pussy doesn't rule all. Like it's not the end all be all. Like yeah, it's good, but there, there's like other yeah, things good, that are on the same plane. But it's I, like there's also escorts. it's not this like holy grail. And I feel like that's what's happening right now. Is like pussy is just being well, put this, on this. This is like, what we talked about plenty of times. We talked like, about. Pencil. Evolution. If you're not just asexual, you are attracted. If you're attracted to the opposite sex, if you're you're a normal person, no, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you're if you're attracted to the opposite sex, you're you're in your head. Your idea is to find a mate, to find a best friend, whether it be male, female, whatever have you. Find the best friend that you could be around, that you can stand around. It's the, the affection keeps you young. Affection makes you. Very fucking happy. You're, and you're satisfied like driving stuff. We're all depriving ourselves of just that one simple need, right? Because there. there's that a game a behind cuddling it. Because there's stress. There's stress. There's stress. Sex leaves stress. There, there's stress behind the idea of finding somebody. <laughs> I'll cuddle all day. Are you kidding me? Okay, if I'm married, I'm gonna name the podcast. I'm I'm, 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 I can cuddle. I'm a cuddler. I That's can actually do pretty that. good. Like, sex relieves stress. That is pretty good. Pretty good kind of well, it's podcast true. title. That's for a title. Well, pretty good. I mean, well, it does. God, yeah, so that's why it's the title. Okay. <laughs> and if there's married people listening to this right now, and you are not fucking your significant other, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, okay. basically. Well, yeah. Like you're a piece I, of I shit. Move on. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if either you, move on or start fucking them. If no, you, so that's the or if you true. thought that getting married was a good idea, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, because marriage is really, like just for example, what Johnny Depp is going through right now, like with these insane, like maybe not say, but like the automatic accusations of she wanted a divorce, she wanted all these crazy, crazy, crazy requests from him of like all like this money that he's made on his own. She money. wants it all. She wants, she wants all, all the money. What about and some of that Johnny Depp money? What about some of that money? <laughs> <laughs> You watched the episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like the judge is like, no, you're not getting those things. She's like, oh yeah, well he hit me. So how about now? He hit me, <laughs> and, but not with a check. And of course, Doug. Stan- he hit me with We fists. talked about before uh, Doug Stanhope and a few others uh, standing up for Johnny. Well, mostly like of course you know Doug was a huge um, advocate for uh, Johnny Depp, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, and because of that, uh, Amber Heard is. Trying to sue Doug. Doug. Doug stand up for standing up for his friend. You don't sue. She said like, defamation of character. How petty is that? That's like Adney. That that's like Adney's ex. Exactly. That's it's like, like, oh wow, you really are a piece of shit. Amber. That's like Adney's ex really trying to are. sue me because I made a fucking couple jokes on episode eleven point five. That's like me being taken to court for my jokes because, like, well, what do you mean, like? I was a witness to everything, yes. Just like Doug Stanup. Doug Stanup was a witness to everything that happened with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. They're both listeners. Shout out to Johnny Depp and, and Johnny and Amber. Um, I hope Amber doesn't hate us for supporting Dude, Johnny. she's going to be a horrible queen of Atlantis. But, yeah, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, if Jason I deserves better. got taken to court just from supporting my best friend, yeah, and my fucking brother, like fuck you, dude. Who the fuck are you to try to take me to our? What she's I like love about the whole thing too, is by the way, the we, have to, we have to acknowledge this. She's in her early twenties. This is a young ass moron who. Yo, no, 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 no. Yeah, she's trying to play the game, bro. <laughs> she's playing the game. Banner, ba ba banner. Johnny, just a Johnny, just a Johnny, Johnny, just a Johnny. Yeah, she's playing that game. Yeah, she's, about, no, she's not 
trying to be Littlefinger. She's trying to be the wife beater, sort of thing. You know, like, no, she's being Cersei right now because she thinks she's so smart. She's going to make all these moves. She's going to come out on top, but all she's doing is making herself stupid. She's going to trip up on herself sooner or later. She will trip on herself, yeah. and she's not going to have a mountain to protect her. Exactly. exactly. The law will get her. Stan, like, the law. It's and one the thing that, law. like, there's multiple sources that have come out and, like, multiple sides, and every, like, the majority of everything is supporting Johnny. Didn't he just uh, support some? No, like- uh, Reason Rally. He The Reason Rally, which I wanted to actually open up the podcast with, I just didn't know how you guys felt about it. But the Reason Rally just happened this last weekend, okay? The Reason Rally is the biggest atheist gathering in the world. It happens in D.C. 50,000 people went there. Um, Fox News actually showed this. They had a, a preacher on that were, they were talking oh, about atheists. Fox News. They were talking about the atheist movement. Then it was like hate speech, the headline. Sort of in a thing, yeah. They, were, they had hate against any... <laughs> Army of militants touches <laughs> our religious fucking... They had a bunch of insurgents. They had godless heathens threatens America. (laughs) They had an issue with the fact that obviously it's something that jeopardizes their beliefs because it's a lot of old people that run fucking fuck. Smart people making us look dumb. (laughs) Um, So basically, they explained they had a preacher on that was talking shit about the reason rally, which I love that the atheist, the atheism unite sort of thing in DC in the in the capital or on the capital, but but in the um what is it the fucking uh it's like the giant pillar uh, what's the giant uh, pillar the Washington memorial, Monument the memorial. The, no the memorial memorial center it's, uh, it's the mall they call it the mall so yeah of course they have to have like slang for it of course yeah. they can't but call it what it was called the Martin Luther King went there <laughs> and broke it down no, no that's, <laughs> that's not enough and I broke it down <laughs> one of Chris's natives yes he's related <laughs> by the way <laughs> Chris related Dude, that's why he defended Bill Cosby <laughs> no but <laughs> but there you go the, all these atheists, fucking, they rise up every year. They all come together. Bill Nye, Bill Nye was a speaker. Um, did you guys ever hear of um, the the story of Ecuador? No, I'm I'm going on the Johnny Depp thing, but this is a sidebar. Did you guys ever heard of Ecuador's Got Talent? Did you guys ever watch that video of this girl being on Ecuador's? It's like on our, our American Idol. Really? She sings beautifully. Then they asked her, "Do you believe in God?" And she was like, "No, I don't believe in God." And then all four fucking judges. Crucified this girl, pun intended. Um, okay, I was like, like, what? like, on seriously, TV? destroyed her on live TV. Yes, well, I'm saying like, words. oh, you're never gonna be it's a like, true singer. They didn't lash you're, her. You know, you're never gonna be a true singer. Never gonna Whatever, go far in life. Have you seen Rock the Casbah? Have you Hold seen on, Rock, Rock the Casbah? No. Well, then you're fucking up. Right Rock now. the Casbah is what it's you're called. You're right. With Bill, Bill. Yeah. So you're fucking Bill up Murray. right now. Let them. Finish. No, just because I said it wrong doesn't mean I'm fucking up. Show them, but they basically <laughs> they tell her. They tell her, um, you're not going to go anywhere in your career because you don't believe in God. And she goes, that, that's fine. I, just, I don't believe in God. They fucking rip this fucking young girl apart. Now, the video I watched, the reason rally. Pendulet foreshadowed this. He says, hey, I'm going to be performing a song because he, he knows he can't sing. He knows he can't play guitar too well. But he wrote a song for Christopher Hitchens before Christopher Hitchens died. Christopher Hitchens made a statement. That said, the one thing about atheists that you got to understand that we have... We have no saints and we have no martyrs. And no, that's a great fucking statement. That's one of the most beautiful statements ever stated by an atheist. And so Pendulet said, I'm going to write a fucking song that's called No Saints, No Martyrs as a way of like contributing. And he wrote it for Christopher Christian. Christopher Christian dies. 
Pendulette goes to the Reason Rally every fucking year. Biggest, which I want to go next year. I think it'd be great if we all went together to D.C. Okay, you self-proclaim me as an atheist? I am not an atheist. That's fine. I want to go as an atheist to the biggest gathering of non-believers in the world in Washington, D.C. I want to go, go, too. Next year. I'm intrigued. I want to go, too. Okay. I've gone... Uh-huh. I had to go oh, to a fucking Christian only concert. No, I no, had to go no, to a no, Christian there's, concert there's, there's, when I didn't fucking believe in well, everything. See, there, I had to sit here and watch people getting saved. And the whole entire six hours of this fucking nonsense. And the whole entire time, all I can think of is, please shoot me now. I'd hey, rather be dead. Hey, I'd, I'd, I'd rather, rather be dead. Chris, Chris. Oh, great. Uh, is your God? <laughs> I, I have read you. Just you just lost half our listeners. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I have read you by, I believe, Nicholas Baker, <laughs> the guy who, um, I think that's his name. He wrote that book. He wrote a book, and I, I suggested on the podcast that explains what an atheist is. If you're just, if you're someone who truly questions the idea of God, because you can go to hell just for questioning the Holy Spirit. That makes you an atheist. So putting a label on it is shitty, yes, but but you're you're underselling yourself. Now, uh, Pendulette went on stage, and he said during the Reason Rally, "Let me show you guys a video." Okay, I'm here to sing my songs. Martin says, "I'm not a singer. I'm not a musician. I am a magician, <laughs> and I'm here." I'm he, well. He has a band called the. No, well, he's been playing bass for like twenty years. You he, need to do that. Keep going. He's a. He's actually a musician. He has a band called the No God Band. Phenomenal band. Their lyrics are fucking great. Little on the nose, but okay. But that's the point. Um, now we said, let me just play you this video, okay? Fifty thousand people. Oh, are he watching plays this. that video. Yeah, he plays a video on the screen, and it's the girl being harassed. By the fucking judges. It's like American Idol fucking getting, like the people getting harassed by people because they have a different belief system. We don't really do that in America. We leave that out of the TV just because you're going to leave politics and religion off of the TV. You literally do not see that on TV ever. Yeah, so they fucking let her have it. It's a a Spanish spoken country. So where they're like, man, I honestly can say that I haven't seen, like, only, like, like, I've seen it one time and it was in a live event, but seeing something like that broadcast would be. Yeah, to where they're like harassing someone because they're like, we live in a country where it's freedom of freedom of religion, so they don't really show that too much on live television or just on television in general. Now, this country, they're a Christian nation. They let this girl fucking have it. They rip her fucking apart, and Pendulette shows that, and he goes, listen, this is a song I wrote for Chris Rich, and he starts crying. Like, Pendulette, he's a very emotional guy. He starts crying outside the mic, and he goes, I have someone here that I invited here. And they're going to sing the song with me as a duet. <laughs> and he brings her on stage. Mm. And he goes, we had help writing my lyrics in Spanish as well as English. And they go verse for verse, Spanish, then English, Spanish, then English, Spanish, then English, for the fucking song. And they duet together. They duet together. But, you know, <laughs> um, but, man, it's fucking beautiful. But, it's really touching. Oh, man, it's so good. Um. But the Johnny Depp thing. Yeah, Johnny Depp. We were, Johnny, we were, no, 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 no. There's like, a reason behind it. You were a Johnny Depp. But the reason being is because <laughs> Johnny Depp was the biggest spokesperson at the spokesman oh, at see. the Reason Rally. Like the most outspoken. He oh, he was the biggest star at the Reason Rally. Bill Nye was there as well. You get Richard Dawkins. You get Daniel Dennett. Was, you get uh, Sam Harris. Neil there. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm not sure if he was there this year, but I'm pretty sure Neil goes uh, He's most been there of the year. Yeah, oh, dude, definitely. I'm pretty sure you get fucking. It, it's dude, all the most intelligent. Even, like, are any of these guys even like self-proclaimed yes, atheists? Yes, they are atheists. Oh, yeah, okay. they are. They're atheists. They, they, they're 
what atheism contributes to is just non-belief in right. religion, non-belief in theology, non-belief of a higher power, belief in facts. Okay, this you, isn't the a fact, podcast about atheism. No, I know. But so Johnny Depp thing, he was the spokesperson there, and he, this is after the Amber Heard fucking shit. Yeah, and after. People still after. stood up, still stood up and what supported G, him. Dude. Still, 50,000 people still stood up and fucking supported this guy who went there to to to... To quote, like, dude, I'm gonna say ten thousand of them listen to Stanhope. I, 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 I will put right that now. out there. Well, let's just say this: Stanhope 300... has three hundred and fifty thousand Twitter so, followers, and, and Pendula has three hundred fucking thousand. Pendula has it's a lot of no, people. No, Pendula has two million Twitter followers. No way, but, really? But wow. he has three hundred thousand listeners of Penn Sunday School. Three hundred thousand listen every fucking week. That's to what Penn he Sunday considers School. like his like a uh, like. That's his uh, as, following. As a bad that's his following. Is, Even though he can have two million Twitter followers, that's fine. But that's the people who are. Um, are you a part of the congregation? There's it's haters a real thing. in there. Yeah. I'm sure are you a part of the around. congregation? But then you have. The, I'm sure he has people like Joe Rogan that follow him. Oh, just, dude, Joe just, Rogan and him are friends. Yeah. Him and Joe Rogan always argue about like the weed thing because he doesn't. He's never done a drug in his life. Pendulette. Never done one drug what? in his fucking life. But he supports drugs more than more than Joe. He is like he's a libertarian. He goes, listen. What you're I telling me? He's never done. Wait, wait, hold on. I have to grasp. He's the only. Around. Hold on, listen. He's the only non-weed smoker that's ever been on the cover of High Times. <laughs> he doesn't smoke weed. Doesn't smoke weed. Never he had any life. drugs, and yet he's an advocate for one drugs. drug and never drank. He's an advocate life. of you being a fucking adult and deciding for yourself. Exactly. That's a libertarian. He says, "I will support the idea of doing anything you want." How do you not support that? Exactly. <laughs> he says, "I will." Support but wait, oh, this is how you don't support. Pin Tell Tyler, twenty sixteen. <laughs> how do you? Uh, this is how. Seriously. What if that person? What if that person is a kidnapper or a serial killer or this or that? What no, if he said, no, listen, that's what he says. He goes, I'm, I'm in support if of you're not anything you do. Ex- that's the point. I'm in support of anything you do that doesn't hurt another individual. Whatever you want to do on your own time, whatever you want to do by yourself, uh, as long as it doesn't affect another human fucking life, as long as you're not causing any pain or anything to another human being, then nobody, even the government, should have no fucking say in anything you fucking do. He said specifically... I didn't want to marry my wife because the government should have no fucking say in who the fuck I love. The only reason I marry my wife is because if she dies and her fucking parents go crazy for some reason, which they're not crazy, but if they do, hypothetically, and they're able to take my kids, fuck that. It's not going to happen. So I married her specifically so that I don't risk that. And that's his idea. His idea is, is he, free love, free everything. Is he still with his wife? Yes, he is. She's, you know, it, like he he says in his book. I gave you that book. I believe I let you buy the book, one of his books. God no, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, that's the I book. I fucked up. You're right. I, I gave you the book. God no. In that book, he says I've had two of the greatest pickup lines ever in my life. Number two is a girl walked up to me after a Penn and Teller show. I'm standing in front of Pendulette fucking sign. I'm talking to everybody, and she comes up to me and she goes, "Fuck me if I'm wrong, but is your name Debbie?" And he, like, that was her pickup line. Wow. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> exactly. Number one pickup line was his wife. That is currently his wife. And she goes out to him and she goes, I just got done having lunch with Christopher Hitchens. Right there, pickup line, done. That's it. <laughs> no, she's his wife. <laughs> so we're going to do a little, uh... And I'm going to end it right there because I want to do something a little bit different this week. 
it is the Reason Rally. It's the biggest atheist gathering of all time. They gather at DC. Um, so my, my author is contributes to this. But um, he's a, he writes songs himself. He's he is the bass player and the singer for the band No God Band. Um, so I wanted to do something that I wrote myself that kind of contributes to the Reason Rally. I wrote it last year, and it is... The rape song? No. <laughs> it's almost my homage towards anti-theology, everything like that. It's almost a spoken word. I'm not a rapper at all. We'll see. But this is something that I wrote. It goes, I would like to take this time to address the contradictions of your supernatural deity and theistic premonitions, blend in homophobia, racism, genocide, and anti-women. But first, please let's discuss this omniscient, omnipresent, made by man, a creation derived straight from the works of fiction. How he hides atop a storm built on totalitarianism. Take a second to listen to the brutality that is religion as they deconstruct the horrors of your precious superstition. This invention put in place by discrimination against all those who oppose the rules put in fruition, the Spanish Inquisition, judgmental narcissism, just because someone's skin color is different. Magic man of greed comes free with a side of ignorance, but you call it bliss. The hypocrisy of a nation who blindly follows the shit when will it quit? Bones a year just keep on rolling in as the Pope kicks back and is flat with his hat. Thanks, tax, exemptitis, it makes me sick. I can't turn a blind eye while they try indoctrinating and baiting and teaching hate to youth who cannot speak a lick. Imagine this. Separation of church and politics. Creationists, more like cryptozoologists. Proselytizing with lies, destroying lies, converting weak minds by promising eternal life. Oh, hail the great and elusive divine, a populace that capitulates and follows in line. It's asinine, you're borderline confined. Open your eyes, mankind. You are the blind leading the blind, sentient swine. Being led to the slaughter, but not before your blood dry. By a wolfy called father, divine and conquer, we must arise a little stronger. Peace remains unattained until we destroy this monster. But how much longer will you send hollow words in the air before you reach the conclusion that there's nobody there? That was kind of my spoken word, but the it only was, uh, it's this... definitely different, and I support it. It's okay. The, I, support it. I remember when you first wrote it a while back, and I liked it, and it still holds up. Thank you very much. <laughs> but the, my point was to write a comedy song, and then I wrote it, and I was like, "Whoa, it's this not is this song. is not." And that's it's what like, I said. dude, it's on on the verge of like Hobson. It really is. And I was like, "Well, this is this is not a comedy song. This is something way different than I thought." But I, I wanted to do that because of the reason, really, and because of my book suggestion. So my book suggestion is "Every Day Is an Atheist Holiday" by Pendulette. And the summary goes: Let's be honest. Nobody has more fun than atheists. Don't believe it? Well, consider this. For non-believers, every day you're alive is a day to celebrate. And no one celebrates life to the fullest like Pendulette. The larger, louder half of legendary magic duo Penn and Teller, whose spectacularly witty and sharply observant essays in Every Day is an Atheist Holiday will entertain zealots and skeptics alike. Whether he's contemplating the possibility of life after death deconstructing popular Christmas carols, or just calling bullshit on Donald Trump apprentice training. <laughs> Gillette does not fail to shock and delight his fans. And as ever, underneath these rollicking rants lie a deeply personal philosophy and a generous spirit, which find joy and meaning in family. And peace in the simple beauty of the everyday. Every Day is an Atheist Holiday is a historical 
affirmation of life's magic from one of the most distinctively perceptive and provocative humanists writing today. Which really just goes back to Ollie and how much of an amazing <laughs> person he was. Yeah, an atheist about, Ollie. It's very <laughs> he was about just white. And just I think that really speaks to it. It's like you have someone who's a devout atheist and someone who's a devout Muslim, and yet they both can agree on just humanitarianism. Like they're both they, they, they reach support out, life know? more than yeah. everything. Like, that's what it's about. If, 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 religion, if religion contradicts the idea of treating one person and Ali never saying, hated anyone for not believing the same thing he did. Like if you didn't have the same religion, Ali would never treat you any better. He had friends who were so Ali went to go You're a Christian. You're damn. No, see, you're most this. You're damn. Nothing like that. Most he would never. He would never say. Fuck you for not believing in Islam, and you need to. He wouldn't say you need to pray to Allah. He would say pray to God. He would just say God. Everything's based on this simple fact. And although atheism, I don't agree with that, I atheism. Mean, you gotta admire the man. Wait, atheism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all this shit is based on one simple belief, which it, even the Satanic Bible, written by fucking Anton Lavey, it's all based on the idea of treat others how you wish to be treated. And I will stand behind that 100%. Whether you're a non-believer, whether you're a believer, you treat people how you fucking want to be treated. Do not rape, because you don't want to be raped. I don't want to be raped. Unless you're good and dead. And that's going to do it for the Alcoholicast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, like we've asked before, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, you can find myself and all of us on the Alcoholicast with a hyphen on Facebook. Um, you can find me personally. A hyphen is a dash. It's a, <laughs> it's a horizontal no spaces. line. Like, no spaces. Not like... Instead uh, of pressing the space bar, you press the horizontal line. It's a minus sign, everybody who doesn't Boom. know. Boom. No spaces. You guys are and retarded, so the minus sign is... On iTunes, say whatever the fuck you Rate and review us on iTunes, because everything review, you say... The review could be anything. The rating has to be a five star. But the review could be anything. And Adney will read it. Um, And then you can find me, personally, on Facebook, at Stevie Argus Borghese. You can find us all... On Instagram, at the Alcoholicast, you can find me on Facebook at the Last Bibliophile. Adney, where can they, uh, where can they do the you can do find your me thing? Where on do both your thing? the Instagram and the Facebook pages the of this podcast. Find me there. Agreed. You don't find me. <laughs> <laughs> don't come looking for me. <laughs> don't come looking for me because you ain't gonna find me. Because I'm not findable. Because you ain't looking for you me. You don't gotta. Yeah. <laughs> wait. What? <laughs> Fuck my personal accounts. Follow the podcast page. Wait, wait, Follow wait, every the podcast wait, page. Wait, what quote is that from? I That's just made that up. <laughs> Woo! Don't come looking for me. You Killer! Killer over here! Oh, oh, he's playing a guitar so he can't give me a high five because he's a piece of shit. For the podcast listeners, Chris <laughs> held out his hand. I didn't have fun. I can't, cause I'm doing the thing. I'm doing no, the thing. Whatever, dude, Addie's to my left. Addie's over here to my left, not doing cocaine. Because <laughs> right. Addie doesn't do cocaine. It's, it's not hard to not do cocaine. No, no, it's hard to not do cocaine. If I'm in Tahoe at a party and there's cocaine everywhere, oh, it's getting a little personal. <laughs> there was about a thousand dollars worth of cocaine, and I was offered as much as I wanted. Every hour on the hour, and didn't do a single bit. It's Does not hard. Not help your it case. is not hard Does to say no. Not no, I was offered. It just means you're a better person than I am. That's all, dude. I was offered hamburgers, but I wasn't hungry because I was on cocaine. So I just <laughs> said, so I just said no. Like it's not, it's not hard to say no, 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 no to hamburgers if you're on cocaine. So it makes sense to say it's no. It's way easier to say no to hamburgers than it is cocaine, though. Come on. Whoa, whoa. Can you at least whoa, give me that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> No. no, that's a lie. I don't eat a thousand dollars with a hamburger. That's a lie. It's 
way easier to say no to cocaine than no to hamburgers, okay? I have never said no to a hamburger. Say Christmas. no. Chris, listen. <laughs> say what no. if it's just a hamburger, it's burnt, no bun, and no ketchup? Chris, hold on, so listen. Literally, so Stevie made it? Chris, just listen to me, okay, oh. for a second. Here's a life lesson. Here's a life lesson. Say yes to hamburgers, say no to cocaine. 